Hold on. Degree says in chat, Re-Replay knows he needs Scrappy this weekend to make regionals. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you just going to take that Re-Replay? Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Don't Talk If You Don't Know, the unofficial official podcast dedicated to all things high-level teamfight tactics in North America and Europe, Middle East, and Africa. We're truly going global this year. They just finished their second yeah. episode, and this is our second episode before the second cup. Actually, our third episode. We did the the reviewed with Kid Abe, our second preview episode. And what an episode it is, because uh, for the first time for a preview show, we got T-Lies and Re-Replay joining us but before we do that also welcome my co-host bryce welcome back from the episode let's do it it's gonna be good yep that's right that's right so let's go ahead and catch up with t live so i think we had fairly recent on you were on a set nine right for like a recap episode of in tournament yeah i think me and re-replay were on mid-set Oh, you both were on on the mid set. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. The right. mid set, it was the recap. Mid set. Mm -hmm. That's recap. right. That's right. Yeah. This time I, I, miss, the I missed that episode. So you get the fantasy draft this time. Are you looking forward to it? I feel like I always see you in chat kind of like memeing about picks and whatnot. So you get to throw your hat into the ring. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm definitely <laughs> excited. Wait, out of curiosity, do you ever do you draft on the side? Do you guys do anything? Like no, we but but uh, like so I'm in a JD court and and we saw that the lab was doing like their own. Yeah fantasy draft and they like post it on twitter so i think we're i think we're definitely gonna okay. do that probably like either tomorrow or after the show because it's fun we started so, a yeah. trend you know fun backstory yeah. by the way once upon a time bryce and i were talking with i think they're kind of closed down now but they were like ball street they were like a fantasy app that was trying to get into tft and uh, bryce and i thought about whether or not we wanted to create our own official like fantasy tft game on that app and so I'm going to throw it out there. Look, listen, Dude, listen. you should do it. There's a bunch of random hilarious. people that love like that fantasy sports betting stuff. And while I'm not necessarily a fan of how much is taking over uh, mainstream advertisement at this point, if you guys want to hook up with me and Bryce and create some fantasy TFT, I, like I think we can make that happen. There's a lot of people that love doing it. A lot. So people don't realize, I think a lot of you weren't here for the origin. Like, do you guys know how fantasy and TFT started? No, no. Is, is this an interesting story, or are you guys not? I mean, it might be. If you can keep it oh, brief, uh, I guess. I yeah, I'll keep it brief-ish. I mean, Dan, do you remember it was on the what was the old? It was Team Fight Talk Show. Was the show? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a podcast that I did before, and, and you did with Doa. Doa was the co-host, and Doa had to miss a week, and so you had me guest host, and it just so happened to be the regionals episode, and it was Soju and was it I like Milk or something like that? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who the other person was. But but anyway, we he, he got to the end and he, he was shit talking like my perspective on the players, and so I just challenged him to a fantasy draft on the spot. And then we tried to bet a bunch of money on it, but then Riot turned it down, <laughs> which was, was like don't do which that. was correct, which was correct for sure. We got we got ahead of ourselves. I got too excited, never should have tried to bet about this for real. But anyway, I obviously destroyed him. I, like my <laughs> my team like completely wiped the floor with him. I had Robin set the the regionals record for final day in points. Oh, that was set five. You could take Robin off my team, and I still outscored Soju in in that. Like, <laughs> my guys went like first, third, fourth, like seventh, and something like Soju only had one person make day two. I think it was Milk. I think I think he also made day two. Actually, I think he had two people. And then eventually we started doing it on the on our thing, and we, yeah. and then we did Snake like once, and then I was like, damn, we should just do auction. It's better, and it's, and we never looked back. It's way better. The fun side notes to that story is I thought Bryce for a long time said option because I never actually did an auction draft. Like, I'm calling it an option draft, like a select option thing. 
Okay, last question to, re -re 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 to, to t live then we can talk to re-replay. Why does anyone keep spamming Mormon mode whenever you're in chat? I, I don't know. That's a question for that's a question for the people spamming it. It's usually Philip. Oh. It, it's Philip. This so much we start spamming it. <laughs> All right. Well, I like it. It's, it's an inside joke, and for people wondering, it, you're probably not seeing this in the VOD, but it is a funny emote on uh, Seven TV. And yes, that is Elide. Re replay. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. How's life been since since our last time we've had you on the show? A few months. It's been ago. good. I mean, it's it's been pretty solid. Non-TFT-wise, at least. Yeah. How have you felt about your TFT? I feel like I've been good, but not good attorneys. Okay, okay. Why, why do you think that is? Oh, we're getting into it. I think it's a three-day dip for the attorneys. I feel like most of the attorneys that play are like on the same patch. On three-day patches? Yeah. Okay. All the recent ones? Yeah. Okay. So you feel like you just more thrive when you have like a lot of time to figure things out and like being able to understand the meta more. So that means going into this weekend for Arthur Cup, you don't feel confident to get another three-day patch. Oh, I think this three-day patch is kind of different because I think the patch was actually kind of... I think a, a lot of like what was good last patch is good this patch. Maybe there's a few fights that are a little bit better, but they're not like big differences. I see. So I see, it doesn't I feel like a three-day patch, at least for this. Yeah, they're more in tweaking mode than they are in like yeah, radically yeah, yeah, overhauling. Yeah, yeah. It's more like can you add some of the slightly new stuff and add it and add it meaningfully without disrupting your gameplay. I wanted to get to know a little bit more about your relationship with T Lies. Wow, this sounds very like <laughs> like I'm in a corner. Yeah, but, um, a dating show. Uh, yeah, or a dating show. So a few months ago when you guys appeared on, I think that was still in the early days of your emerging love. Uh, now you two are kind of the cornerstones <laughs> of your group, right? You guys like VOD review together and you guys are practice partners. And it feels like you guys have like people kind of go in and out, right? Depay, we're not entirely sure where he is. And Ripple, is he even practicing? And so you've had some people, but it seems like you two are the cornerstone of your group. Can you talk a little bit about that group? Like who's part of this like study cohort? And like, you know, just, just describe some of these members because I feel like these days it's kind of hard to tell who's part of like the re-replay and T-Lide's ship. Oh, I, I, I personally think the, the course of our group is, is probably Ripple and Deepay personally. Like, Why, I don't know if we lose the think They're more active and engaged in you. I don't know. I don't know if we have like a cornerstone or anything like that. We're more so like, like I kind of like. They have you kind of late, kind of flake every now and then. This Keyless guy is like working in the lab, but like, I don't know. Actually, Keyless, take it away from here. Sorry. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, like you would probably say we're the cornerstones just because Ripple took a set off, and and then like when Ripple took a set off, they they added me, and and so it was like me me replay Deepay, and then Deepay is taking this set off. <laughs> um and so we, we and ripple ripple came back so so we just added him and then we added um we added two more people to the group because me and Riri play thought for a little bit it was just gonna be like us two we were like well we can't just study with us two because then we'll just argue and and we won't know what's right <laughs> yeah. so, like, well, you need at least a third person yeah, yeah you, need person. Person. you need a 2v1 vote system yeah yeah, yeah. and then so we added degree and uh Cambuli. Okay. How did you well. decide on Degree and Cambuli? We like VOD reviewed with them. What's it said now? I, I I feel like we VOD reviewed for them a little bit in set nine, like after scrims or something, just because like we didn't have anyone else to VOD review with. And they were like pretty high on ladder. And I I don't I think maybe replay invited them. And yeah, so yeah, I we don't... just VOD reviewed with them then. 
I don't remember like which cups exactly, but I think like like on like the later days of some cups, so, like we've like reviewed. Them. Yeah. Okay. So wait, this is when you're still in cups after a day. So like on the evening of day three, you'll all get on and you'll watch like people who did well on day three, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we mostly value our own games, but yeah, same same idea. Like, so the same same day, same night. All right, well, I have a fun little story to throw into this before we transition to the actual show pieces with like news and rankings and stuff, which is before the sets, I didn't know what was going on with any study groups anymore because I think everyone was kind of like fracturing and restarting, right? Like as you guys, I think the most famous example is Dish so remade his group, right? Completely and started over with different people. And so I messaged T-Line and I was like, hey, like, we, we, you know, I would love to like see what's going on. And maybe like, you know, either like sit in or even not, not necessarily like join the group as an official member because I'm not a competitor or anything like that, but like, you know, like hang out and kind of talk about TFT. And he's like, oh yeah, let me like bounce some ideas off the other guys and get back to you. And that was like three months ago. He actually just ghosted me and didn't respond. Did wow. dude, nice dude, I'll try to, dude, I'll try to frame me. I, I, I messaged you back. Oh, Wait, you shit. Did? What did you say? Yeah. Oh, pull up the receipts, t Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to screenshot okay, the receipts. Uh, in there. Let me see. Oh, shit, I forgot to respond. Are you competing this set or doing co-stream? <laughs> hey, see, that's a, that's a response. <laughs> uh, all right. Actually, I think it's because, um, yeah, like, in the end, like, I, I'm not, I was not a serious competitor or whatnot, so I, I totally get it. And also, these guys take it very seriously, right? Some people... Oh, I, I mean... Oh, go ahead. Go like, ahead. I, I, I have to the Uno reverse. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked for a replay, and we didn't know what we were doing at all. So I, I, I couldn't give like a definitive answer for a while. And I totally yeah. get it. If anything, um, I like the approach that y'all have because uh, I think some groups are getting like too loose, right? They're like having members flow between like two, three groups. No one knows what they can share anymore because it might transfer to almost the entire other half of the field. And so I totally understood and respected that. I thought that was a little funny thing because I was like, wait, did he actually even get back to me? And then I guess we, he did. So <laughs> it is funny that my memory was, oh, shit, I forgot to respond to that. And then that was where my memory ended. All right. I didn't know for like the group scene too loose. I think I, I was trying to join Pocky's group because we were just chatting. And then I, and I joined their Discord. And like two, 20 minutes later, they just kicked me out. That's oh, my not, God. Not all groups are getting loose. I mean, I think a lot. I think I think now the meta is shifting the other way. Now everyone's trying to figure out like who are the rats with the snakes. Uh, who's in Pocky's group? Who's a rat? Yeah, who's in Pocky's? I don't remember. Goobums, Asa, Saint Vicious, and a couple of other people. But like Goobums is like the true polyamorous study group member. He's part of four groups, and. He just steals it all for himself. He tries he's to be by he, far the biggest tech thief on he, the server. He's straight up Kakashi, man. He just tries to copy <laughs> everyone's ninjutsu and steal it for himself. And he he would be so offended if you heard us saying this, and it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, go through the news for our first segment of the show. Uh, we always like to go about like news and recap. Uh, so the first thing is patch 14.3. We don't have to go too much into it, but there was a little bit of controversy about 14.3 not touching enough units right soju put out a tweet complaining a little bit about not enough changes to things like hard steel uh ergot didn't get nerfed olaf 2 still like free 100 streak for like five to ten rounds what do you guys think about the patch we've heard the players complain about it a little bit i want to hear what you guys first reaction to it so t lights what do you think 
Oh, I think Soju's tweet is like completely right in in all aspects. I think uh, he hit it like hit it on the nail. I think Heartster, uh, Heartsteel stage four needed to get touched, and Urbot stage two, stage three needed to get touched. What else? And I think Zed maybe needed a minor nerf, but I, I actually don't know how much I think about that. Like, like if I'm, I don't have that much of a strong opinion. But basically, I think Soju got it like completely right. And I think especially Heartsteel playing playing this patch with Heartsteel being as strong as it is 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 kind of frustrating. Okay, okay. I'm going to bring up Soju's tweet right here on top. He said, quote, HS line still broken. That's why I screenshot. I figured it's worth bringing up. Seraphine re Riven rerolls slightly stronger with twin terror and execution nerfs. Scrappy inventions didn't even get bug fix. Heartsteel Cup played on this quote patch, end quote. LMFAO exclamation point. Also, hold the, the F up. Wait one second. How did Urgot not get nerfed with, what, 17 question marks afterwards? Re-replay your comments. I, I agree that they didn't like fix enough in the patch, but at the same time, it's three days before a tournament. I like less changes more than more. So I don't even mind are still being broken. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. I've been used to playing hard steel. Here's Bryce, what do you think about the patch? You you're actually one of the biggest set ten stands left right now. Like I feel like in general you like always talk about how much you love it and you think it's really fun and whatnot. Because I think it's still fresh for you. You're not playing like 20 games a day, not even close. So where are you? Games, I mean, I the only TFT I played on the patch I ran down really hard, but I'm I shouldn't have been playing. I just want I just hadn't played TFT for a while and I it felt like playing. So I like picked a I like committed to a bunch of reroll comps in stage two for fun and then I didn't and I like went eight. Fuck. <laughs> it's all good. But I mean I think he's right. I think he's right about the conclusions, but I think he's wrong I think he's wrong in tone, if that makes sense. Like yeah. this patch isn't that bad. It is right before a tournament, I think going a little bit conservative right before a tournament. They attempted to hit Heart Steel and they didn't hit it enough and they hit enough other things without actually reducing the power of Heart Steel that it's a pro like the board is too strong. Like Heart Steel gets to play around Poppy Chosen is strongest chosen in the game. It gets to play around Zed Chosen is the second strongest chosen in the game. Like Ezreal Chosen is pretty strong. It's just not actually that strong for the line because the other ones are even better. It caps around the legendaries too well. It's just too it's the it's this it's too good of a board for also having the economic trait. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, and and, but, and, but and like, all the all because of the nurse to the other things, Harseo gets stronger. So in some yeah. ways, like the average placement, I think got a slightly better, and the win rate's just a, like a, it's basically the same. So if anything, you can argue it's a slight uh, hard steel buff. But there, but there's tons of stuff that does well. There's reroll at three cost, reroll at two cost, a little bit at one cost, although not not really right. Like most of the rerolls happening at two and three cost. Like legendaries are a decent spot. Lots of lines are viable. Like, TF is still kind of a meme. They probably should hit it a little bit harder. Like, yeah, the patch isn't perfect, but, like, okay. Like, what patch TFT is perfect? Like, yeah, it feels like a, I guess what I'm saying is it feels like a weird patch to choose to go to TF to Twitter and type something like this out. I would have done it more on previous patches than on this one, probably. I, I will say one thing. The Scrappy Inventions bug not getting fixed is... That was uh, a mistake. Some it pretty big egg on the face moment, especially because more was, like, going out of his way to be like, hey, by the way, one thing that's not on the patch notes yeah. is we fixed this bug. And we're like, okay, great. Looked at it, exact same average placement as last year. Like, okay, nothing changed at all. This bug is still still working. Yeah, for sure. But it's but it's that was a mistake, right? It was an accident. They weren't like yeah, trying to do not. that. I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. like one of those moments where it feels bad. And now there's a bunch of questions about whether or not scrap adventures could be banned. And now China, for example, is like begging for like like you if you think Soju is the loudest person in the room. I mean, it's probably because he is on Twitter, but like, you know, China and every, like a lot of the regions are like, they really want a hotfix. They're like really bad. Like, please, please, please change something about the game. 
not just Soju. If anything, Soju's taking one on the chin on behalf of everybody else, just saying what a lot of players don't necessarily want to, to say, although he's probably present like what Bryce said, probably just presenting it in a tone that obviously is like, I mean, th this is going to piss off more in Riot. If, if, I, if I were them, I'd, I'd probably be like a, like pretty annoyed at it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said, which I think ultimately was Soju cared. That's all to say that I think ultimately the patch, I mean, it is what it is, and we'll see what ends up happening. And also, I think if it's the same as last patch, the sentiment was that last patch was skill expressive, right? Like, it, was it a fun and a stale patch? Maybe, maybe not. Or, I mean, sorry, it was stale, but... The one thing that people kind of agreed upon is that it was skill expressive as long as you didn't play like an idiot. And so maybe we'll see the good players actually demonstrate what they're capable of if they get the opportunity to. Speaking of the tournaments, by the way, we got some more complaints. This is actually, there's a lot of complaints in the news section, by the way. Uh, Emily was officially lobbying compa complaints about the way set 10 tournaments have been ran. Uh, people in chat or people even here, have you had generally negative experiences competing this set? And I think most people would say, yeah, like, I'm not sure, Bryce, if you've been able to kind of uh, even experience it yourself, because I know you wanted to compete, but you didn't, but it's been slow, there's been a lot of delays, there's a lot of been errors, score sheets are wrong really often, they're sending wrong names to lobbies, the lobbies have to get remade. T-Lies, have you experienced some of this yourself as well, competing? No, I actually, I haven't experienced any of this. I just saw, like, some of the, the Reddit threads that were posted about other players that had to deal with the, the issues, but... A lot of this is, yeah, I actually didn't even know what any of this happened last, last, or I guess day one, day two of this cup. Yeah. I think all the problems have been day one and day two for okay. the most part, for last cup and this cup. All right. So well, they've, been, they've been mainly focused on the giant open portions of it. I do feel like it's, I think it's okay to say, I actually had talked to Riot uh, fairly recently to even voice my complaints privately, just be like, hey, look, we're a major region. This is kind of embarrassing. Like, people looked at North America to be, like, some of the premier content they should watch when compared to TFT. And if we're out here struggling to run things on time or even get the right names into tournaments, a la the Box Box and the Wukong incident, it's just a bad look. And they're like, yep, yeah, we totally understand. Like, we made, we, we talked, we're, we're trying to fix it. Like, set, this is a transition time. It was sloppy. We dropped the ball, right? They got dizzy. Too many things transition-wise was hard. So they owned up to it. They didn't say like, no, it wasn't that big of a problem. They actually owned up to it. So hopefully everything's fixed in the future. Speaking of fixing things, we have another cool thing that happened, which is gold openers are no longer part of TFT in terms of stage one and two drops, which I think I, you know, I, I was going to do like an agree, but this is pretty much a unanimous. Like everyone loves it, right? Is there anybody that doesn't like this? Anybody that doesn't like this? Is there anybody that can even take, okay, Bryce, what's the devil's advocate for? Was there any justification for this being in the game? On my honest take on that is that no, there was there was not. I think that the argument that that Mort would make were he here is the argument that he made in the past on this topic for a lot, which is that he thought that for game to game variability, you needed a lot of things that were different, and this is one of the things they could choose that was different game to game. But I think that the arc of this over TFT is that the he would say that we added other versions of rng and that's why you don't need this anymore i would say argue that this was always the worst possible version of like rng and tft it feels fundamentally unfair in a way the un the rng and a lot of other tft doesn't unless like there have been metas where augments certain augments have been really broken and just like hit the really really broken augments it's like a yeah. huge advantage but outside of that i can't think of anything that's been like this and this has been a part of the game forever it used to be a lot worse than it's been and it still felt pretty bad over the course of this set so i'm 
I don't think there was a, ra- a reasonable basis for keeping this. I just think they were probably overly focused on other things, which is fair. Like, I get it. They've improved TFT in so many ways. It's hard for me to be mad about it, but this is an objectively good change. I don't think anyone who's serious about TFT would would take the other side of that at this point. Amazing. Um, to... A round of applause. Oh, wait. I'm pretty sure it's the only big challenge at the top level of CFT. That are the resource selection rabbit. Like the 99.9% of the player base with this extra goal, they'll just like suck their thumb and do nothing with it. So, uh, but that's that's <laughs> with, we're, we're on the show. This show is specifically designed for the, the only the people who care about this topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they have changed it for so long. When Dan and I built the concept for the show, we were like, hey, we just want to talk about TFT at the level of the people who are going to care about this. <laughs> the 0.001%. <laughs> this is the perfect proxy for our audience. Uh, but as you know, the streamers have also made the po- the problem the masses because you, if you if you saw the yes, reviewed episode, true. Setsuko's only comments post-tournament was, yeah. ha, 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 in all caps, gold openers. Malala, gold opener every game, Mizra, 12 gold openers. And that was his entire comment about his KDA Cup. Shout out to Malala and chat. On a more sobering piece of news, uh, there's actually something else that also happened that's pretty unfortunate. Riot has experienced a massive wave of layoffs. And I feel like, one, it's worth acknowledging that this happened and it sucks. And also because someone that was pretty valuable to the TFT community actually got hit by this. Chad Smeltz is a person that you may remember who helped us organize the TFT Summit. He was actually one who was on Riot's behalf doing that send-off. You see Iniko Hafu in the back, right? Chad was a really instrumental part of making sure that TFT Esports was really taking off. It hit its stride, and it ended strong on things like the TFT Vegas Open. And uh, Chad tweeted that he was part of the layoffs, and uh, he was honestly just confused, right? Because like he said, it, I was like, man, I thought I did a good job, and all of a sudden this came he out did. of nowhere. So I'm just doing this because, one, we owe Chad, and people like him. He's, he's one of other many other people that are not front facing and public facing as he is but we mo- we owe them a big amount of gratitude for what they've done for the scene uh and also if anybody's like hiring these people are great it's not like they did a bad job they weren't like they weren't pulling their weight they're fantastic and i hope they lay on their feet yeah chad chad's the man i think tft i think i'll look back on how whatever long my journey in tft lasts when i look back on it, i think that the summit will be one of my all-time high moments i think it's going to be it's really special for its encapsulation of like the first time all coming together post COVID and like the early days, kind of like the glory days of TFT. And uh, he's the he's the person, along with saying the other person's photograph, are the two people who are the most responsible. And he was the most responsible at Riot. He did a really good job, and he will be missed for sure. Yeah, yeah. The good news is Riot in that very same article said that they want to prioritize TFT as one of the four core games alongside League of Legends, Valorant and Wild Rift. And they said, in these words, I'm just quoting them based on what I'm reading, we are prioritizing these teams so that they can focus on content features and updates that directly respond to what you've been asking for. And then expect events, modes, and long-term roadmaps that lead to vibrant and hopefully multi-decade futures for these games. And that should be exciting news if it wasn't announced alongside the wave of layoffs. But hey, man, TFT is here to stay. So re-replay, you quit your uh, lucrative... Wall Street finance job for to, to go into TFT. This, this at least got to make you excited to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad we're not a uh, legend, Terra. I uh, mean, they're they're not mentioned, and usually if they are mentioned, that is newsworthy. Yeah, Rest yeah. in peace, license of Terra. No, it's actually really horrible what happened to their community. But I guess the silver lining is that they have decided to join a really great community. A lot of the lore players are actually trying to become TFT players now, and so I see a lot of them grinding it. So. 
Uh, you better watch your backs, man. You never know. Maybe these Legends of Ruterra gamers are going to show us a thing or two. Because uh, they know what it's like to play for no money. So they're definitely not playing for the for all the And yeah. I mean, look, the don't listen to what a company says. Listen to what a company does. And you, if you look at it, as sad as I am to lose Chad, and as much as that was an undeserved firing based on every piece of information that we have, the TFT team did not get hit overall. Yeah. TFT is a game that continues to experience massive growth. For them, Dan was commenting on the last on one of his streams. He brought up the data on how popular the set revival is. You guys, like the set revival has like a third the play of live ranked, which is insane. That's so much play. Yep. On on just like a set revival type of event, TFT is a really really good growth place. And if you look at out of curiosity, what would you guys guess if I said, hey, where do you think Soju falls over the course of the last 180 days on Twitch? All streamers, all languages. Like total hours viewed, probably like one two. No, 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 no. That, not the TFT category. All not of TFT Twitch. category. All of oh, I, I, I know. I'm getting sure it's like one or two. XQC, uh, Jinx, probably like Sun. Probably like 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 top ten, like like eighth or ninth. I guess I don't know. Wow, top ten. Look, hold on. These guys are high. That's a really that's high. Really high. Yeah. Wait, wait. Really like, 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 that's like what that mongrel reveal of like this is really good, but maybe not. Dan, where did you think he is? Probably like top twenty-five. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's twenty-third. Okay, which is wait. That's real, you guys. For TFT, that's really that is good. So that's fucking really, good. That is really good. You know the other channels that are up here. Guess where, where do you guys think Riot Games Twitch channel is in the in the last that period of time? Like, the, oh yeah, I'm Riot Games. Is like they restream worlds, Bryce. You, you got to pick a better. We got to pick a better no, benchmark. No, no, but I'm saying. I mean, okay, fair enough. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, Tar. Where do you guys think Tarek? Yeah, is? where where is he relative to Tarek? To, is it Tarek? I only call him Tarek. Tarek, Tarek. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Is he? He's probably around. Like he's probably actually a little higher because I think the volume that Soju puts in that'd be kind of sick, though. He's not. Tarek is Tarek is thirteenth, but it's oh, not okay. that big of a gap. Anyway, we don't have to we don't have to stay like this deep in the weeds of this stuff. But I'm just saying, like, there's really good growth indicators for TFT. It's yeah. re, it's yeah. it's a good time to be in TFT for sure. Just a side note: this set, I've had a wave of people try to get into TFT because of the Vegas Open. They specifically are like, I saw the Vegas Open. I want to be part of that. Also, because uh, my scene isn't doing that, and I just think TFT is a good game, and Riot's clearly investing into it. It's a good time to be a TFT fan, contrary to what like the milk doubters would let you to believe, where uh, they try to make you feel like it's all doom and gloom. Okay, we do have another piece of news, and this is before we go into what happened in Hearthsteel Cup. I promise that we're going to talk about Hearthsteel Cup, but hey, we're like the only TFT podcast, basically, so... Yeah, uh, we have to talk about all the news. Uh, a lot of ground. This one is related to Hearthsteel Cup adjacently through the qualification method of it. About a week and a change ago, Wajin Iverson posted a clip of Spencer forfeiting on purpose. Actually, let me go ahead and transition this. Come on. On ladder to grief another player while being in call with another player. So there's two things at play here. I made it my thoughts on the video, but Spencer, uh, Spencer, so he thought he he was please, please, looking please, to see if you would queue like, into a player. Let me go ahead and mute this because I have Spencer's audio in the back. My bad. He saw that he was queuing up against a raise the stakes hard steel player, decided to forfeit on the spot to grief Stellar Minhi's cash out, and then uh, forced him to cash out right early. And then also was like laughing about it for that. He was doing this all in a smurf. He was playing in call with somebody else in the game Galu Baby. And I kind of want to get some thoughts a little bit. I've already made an entire video about it, so I'm not going to chime in. Bryce, you start off here. 
I don't think this is malicious. I don't think that Spencer really considered the implications of what he was doing when he did it. I don't think he would ever intentionally have affected someone's like qualification for a tournament. This was like bad judgment. It was stupid. Like it's not something you should do for content at a phase, especially at a phase when you're when we're this close to ladder shot shots. Like ladder is more serious for limited windows, but when it is, everyone feels it. Everyone knows that it is. So it's not that hard to like, especially try to avoid this type of window of time. I don't think he should be punished. I'm not aware of any rules that this was against, but I think that we should change the rules so that this type, if it's this egregious, it, we should never punish on the borderline on this stuff. But like, if it's so clearly like he's not doing anything for his gameplay and it's very clearly affecting someone's qualification, then I think he should, I think there should be some kind of repercussions for that. Replay, what do you think? Yeah, like, I, I don't think he did it maliciously at all, but I think like it's like sets a bad standard if there's like not some sort of repercussion to like future snapshots then like you can kind of point towards this and be like i mean it didn't like he didn't go into any like like he didn't run into any trouble by doing this so now i'm sitting on like 32 i might as well just snipe on my snore and like to, throw a game you know what i mean to build on this though i would say that i think there's a middle ground between like punishing him you can announce like well i think riot should say hey we're changing this rule this is not something that should have been okay but we have to put people on notice it's unfair to punish someone retroactively for a rule that didn't exist, we're going to create a rule that says, like, you can't do this, right? And if someone else does it again in the future, like, there, there will be repercussions. We're just not going to punish Spencer in this instance. I think that's a pretty fair course that doesn't involve punishing him, I guess. Okay, I okay. Well, yeah. I, I agree. Oh, go ahead, replay. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely with Okay. I don't think it would be fair to, like, post. To be, so, so to, to add one more thing, Toupay makes a good point in chat. He says, or they said, quote, if the competitive esports side of TT is going to be directly tied into ladder, there needs to be consequences to protect in competitive integrity or else change the qualification for the esports size T-Lides. When you read that, what do you think? Wait, sorry. When I read... Uh, let, me, let me just when you read hear, it when, when, So, like, the criticism of Spencer to, like, maybe warrant punishment or at least have consequences is that if the competitive esports side of TFD is going to be directly tied to ladder, it, it, we need to be either do something to protect it or change the qualification entirely. And, and you're a player that has, you know, grinded a lot through ladder and everything like that. So what, what, when you see this clip and you hear that as a response, what do you think? I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a valid, a valid response. I think like if anyone is taking competitive ladder seriously for snapshots, like seeing this rubs them the wrong way. I don't necessarily know like how you could fix it, I guess. Like, because I, I feel like this opens up a lot of, like questions regarding competitive integrity when it comes to ladder snapshots. Like uh like people have posted it in like Discord and stuff about like active backseating and like I don't know. I mean obviously account sharing is not not allowed, but just stuff like that. Like I I don't really know how you police it, but I do think it's it's something that should be considered to be like or or be more considered, I guess. That is something that I know at least I personally lobbied for, right? When I had the attention of the room, I said, you need to do something. At least tell players that by agreeing that if they do really bad acts like this, that's up for review that you can actually punish. Because the thing is, a lot of them, it's not part of the player agreement, right? When, when we talk about, like, it's within their rights, like, that's some of the things that, like, some of the words that's being thrown around, like, I said that, for example, it's because you, you can't just, like, as a tournament organizer, be like, well, I don't like the way you did that. I'm just going to go ahead and actively punish you if that's not something that's within their jurisdiction that they covered and they agreed to. So it's something that is like, we, I don't know if we can do something. It's more like the, are we even like technically allowed to? But should we do something about it? Yes, I think we should. I think we need to prevent this kind of stuff in the future because precedent is bad. And then one other thing just to 
feed a little more fuel to the fire is that there was another incident we had of in tournament a player by the name of Sphinx, a longtime vet of the scenes, competed for a long time, has actually also target griefed in the middle of a tournament. And by doing so, has now kind of uh, incurred the wrath of a lot of people saying like, okay, griefing on a ladder is one thing, but to intentionally target revenge grief for somebody cashing you out, because as you see, he lost his heart to uh, raise the stakes, heart steel cashed out, decide to fully pivot into Groxy's Executioner game. He cleared his own team builder. You're seeing it right now on screen. People feel like that was way over the line. And T-Lights, you're actually one of the biggest people kind of advocating that this guy needs to get punished. So why don't you speak from your perspective of what you saw here? Oh, I mean, I watched this in real time because I was I was watching um, Groxy's game, like cheering him on to to make day day two of Hearthsteel Cup. And, and watching his stage two, it, it looked like really good for him. Just like a, a watching perspective. And then like, all of a sudden, just like in the glimpse, we kind of saw like Sphinx like pivoting into the comp with like a heart still spat, which is like very weird. And so we just ended up like going to the Twitch channel and seeing that he like typed that he was going to actively grief Croxy. And it, it was not a very good, a good feeling to see that happen. I think like if that happened to be a tournament, I, I, I was actually impressed with how Croxy kept his composure because I think I would have like tilted into oblivion seeing, seeing someone do that. Like someone grief their own spot to just to, to like to target me for doing the correct play like i i, I don't think i could i could handle it so professor roxy but uh yeah it was very infuriating watching this this happen okay and so a lot of the response i saw the most the some a lot of them screenshots involved you being like mad about it but i think here in the context that you watched in real time go down obviously you're fired up for your friend you're fired up for the integrity stuff so like that makes a lot of sense re-replay when you saw this happen what is your response and what do you think about the situation yeah, no, I think that the situation is kind of kind of messed up. Like, I mean, like it, it's a it's a weird spot, right? Like, like you're someone's already out of the tournament and you're in the game with them, right? So, like, their placement doesn't really matter. At all. So, like, I don't know if like I don't know like what what the solution is, but like, right, he's already out. Like, what else do you want yeah. to like disqualify him, ban him for a future tournament? Is that what we? Was that what you do? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but I, 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 like, I know we said the last one like doesn't need some punishment, but I'm pretty sure like this is like her most suspicious to not like like do something about at the very least because like like imagine like 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 in all the open like tournaments day one day two there's a bunch of no-name players that like they play one cup total i mean they can just like go to their favorite streamer in their lobbies and just grief them and, and you know call it call it a cup yep mm -hmm. okay okay Sphinx, by the way for what it's worth did end up posting a tweet he said a few things one is he's sorry right he owns up to it he's like i got I lost in it it was not cool of me to do, and it was pretty messed up. Two, I understand if I get punished, and, you know, whatever it is. Hopefully it's not a lifetime punishment. I think lifetime punishment is, like, way too extreme. No, way, way, way too extreme. Yeah. Anyone who's suggesting that can't be taken seriously. Three, he said, please stop personally attacking. I think that is also really important. Let's not harass people, especially if they're trying to, like, face the music. If there's people kind of, like, you know, running away from it, denying it, being like, well, actually, I wasn't, you know, technically, I might have just, like, contested an excuser OP. Like, if he was just being a clown about it, I can understand trying to press further but let's obviously not go over the line here because that's that's the whole point of this we're trying not to cross the line i don't think anything else needs to really be said about it much oh. price but if you want to add anything let me know oh i had like a lot of thoughts about this actually. oh okay okay so go ahead yeah i, I yeah sorry i haven't talked i actually haven't talked about this at all because i other than the, the day of the day of i was just like in chat being like 100 percent, this needs to be punished i don't even think this is a close call okay. i think that like I saw on Reddit that the sentiment overall was that like he shouldn't be punished and this is part of the game. I think that's bullshit. I think that I, I think that it would be 
such a huge mistake for TFT bigger picture to not punish him on some level. There's a there's a part of this game that is different and a little bit special with like the social grace that we get like within the game. There's like there's almost TFT etiquette at like a really high elo, and there's the reality situation that there's a lot of times in tournaments where you are mathematically limited from tournaments and you're still trying to like make it a fair fight for overall since there's eight people in the lobby and like just kind of fading for fun is kind of unfair to the other players in the tournament when lobby you only play in like a certain number of lobbies and then there's also the part of like when people are still in qualification position you're out you shouldn't be fucking with them in in any in any way like this if you want to say going into a game like look i'm only playing any reroll this game it's my favorite comp i'm out and you like make that direction clear at the beginning at least you're giving people the opportunity to do other shit he didn't do that like he he very intentionally pivoted into a line he knew to be suboptimal on purpose to make Groxy's result worse because he was mad about what happened and what Groxy did was totally within the bounds of the game and what and what he did was totally not and he doesn't argue about this by the way he says this he admits it he he it he says it was his clear intent even though he outplaced Groxy in the in the lobby that's a bullshit argument no one no one knows anything about the situation we should be taking that argument seriously because that's it's, that just happens sometimes you're gonna the way in which the RNG of the game is gonna work out you're gonna win even though you shouldn't have right like it happens right so i don't know for me i think he hit the nail on the head in the number of punish like i think one to two cups is pretty fair i think it would be a gigantic mistake to not do it in the situation and by the way it's very clearly against the rules which is another big difference from the spencer situation that is like, true there is there is a rule in the book that says that players are expected to play at their best at all times within any match and to avoid any behavior that potentially threatens the actual or perceived integrity of competition or that's otherwise in inconsistent with principles of good sportsmanship honesty etc right yeah like that, that is, is that is true that, that is, is true. exactly what this was so he, he he agreed to a fall rule he broke a rule he admits he broke the rule there need to be consequences sphinx is a good human being from my exposure to him I think he just had a low moment. We all have those moments. And I think overall, for he's been in TFT community for a long time. I've always really respected him as like a guy who works on the side and finds time to grind to get good at TFT sometimes. He's always been a nice, positive human being. And like anyone attacking him should fuck off. And when he comes back from whatever punishment I hope he gets, I'll welcome him back with open arms. And I think everyone should. All right. Yeah, for what's worth, I think uh, like I knew Sense a little in set three when I played. And I think he's a nice guy. I'm pretty sure it's just like, like you're you're out of the tournament last day, game of the day, like when you're trying to have like four fun, like probably still cash out and you get grief. Like it makes sense. Like most people get mad. I just think like in tournament, like you, you gotta like you gotta keep it cool and like play properly still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, I'm glad Bryce got got his his feeling. Yeah, right? like, I, really I, I don't know what much it. more needs to be said, but everything you said I think was really great for the conversation and uh that reminds me as well of something that I mentioned in the video. I think part of the reason why is because I said everything I wanted to say. But I just think that this is also reflective of the community of what we stand for. Like, I think it's like what we want to keep the competitive TFT experience to be. And if it's one of those like hostile, like deal with it, gamers are soft, you're, you know, you're a wuss, whatever, like, like, like man up, right? All these different like people use like these weird, like, uh, like pseudo alpha terms to try to like talk, talk about dealing with it. The reality is this is going to turn a lot of people away from wanting to compete, right? We want to, the scene to grow. And if it's like, well, it doesn't matter if I be toxic because it doesn't matter. And it's like funny and it's like content, like whatever, like, and I think that kind of mentality is actually really bad for the future of what we want this game to be. Cause we don't want people to be like, you know, assholes to other people just because they have nothing to play for. Like who cares? Think outside of your myopic view of life and realize that this is a lot more than just your own individual experience. 
And I think that if we're able to look at it through that lens, we can understand that, hey, Sphinx is even on board. Let's punish it, set precedents, and stop this and nip it in the bud. All right. Agreed. With that being said, let's go ahead and transition to talking about things like the rankings. So let's go ahead and talk about, uh, I guess we can just start with day one of the cup before we get into the rankings, because the main criteria of being able to be ranked is to make it to day three of the cup, which uh, people in day one, day two did not. So at this point, let's go ahead and just read the obituary, shall we? Uh, day number one, we got Phoenix, DQA, Emily Wang, Solus, St. Vicious, Asa, Lil Top, and Brosif. All people who've had either notable results getting through regionals, did well in cups, or just uh, prominent figures in general. Biggest surprise to you from this list, let's start off with re-replay. I, I didn't check the facts, but I think I was talking to Solis before the tournament, and he said he's he's never not made it to day three, going through day one every single time. So uh, I think mean, that's pretty surprising that he's made literally every single day three. Until now. Until now. <laughs> Is that even true? I feel like... I, I honestly believe that. I believe that. You he's believe day that? One. He, He's the opening weekend killer. He often finishes just, just like with a ton of chats. Just uh, this show usually has really good memory about this kind of stuff, and he's yes. also one of the biggest Solus apologists I've ever seen. <laughs> T lies. The biggest name that surprised you from day one, or uh, one name that surprised you from day one. I mean, looking at this list, I would I'd probably just say DQA. I feel like DQA usually has like very solid performances in tournament. I don't know if he even was like studying TFT at, at that point, like maybe he was busy with other stuff. But I, I know even if he's not that involved in TFT, he usually can put together good day one, day twos and make day three. Okay, okay. Bryce, I know that you were kind of in and out. I'm just going to go ahead and call out one name that I thought surprised me. I think Asa was actually mm -hmm. on a really good trajectory this set. At one point he was ranked one. And so for him to get day one, and also like the way it panned out, by the way, was the first cup in KDA cup, he played himself out of the top rankings yeah. and then as a result had to play through it and then narrowly missed out and now he gets day one again that's just really tough to swallow it just kind of shows you how competitive things are right now bryce do you have any other people that you think day one or we can move on to day two i agree with asa i'm surprised yeah I'm, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't got to watch him play that's the hard part uh, that, that is the hard part as well i need to actually watch some of asa's vods but i mean he's putting a lot of effort at tft coaching and so you know he's he's a little bit more content focused now but i don't know if that actually interfered with his play Day two, I think we can go ahead and just caught the elf in the room. I think a lot of people thought Goobums was going to be one of the players that's like overwhelmingly favorited. The what the way it was described to me from his practice group with Dish Soap and Kurum was that he just didn't give himself time to prep. He actually like basically tried to kick into gear 48 hours or less to learn like everything he needed to do for the patch and was just like missing. It's like on knowledge pieces that he should have. So he just wasn't as tight and clean. And now maybe a, a testament again, going back to how competitive it is, is like you, before people used to waltz in and wing it and players of Goobum's skill caliber be able to yep. still make it a day three, no problem because they just called it Disneyland parking lot. But yes. uh, you can't get caught, Bryce. You can't get caught. 100% what happened. I mean, he, he was overly brazen with how little he thought he could pair and still do well. And I think he thought he would probably get to a better state than he was, especially relative to the field. Goobum's hasn't worked hard at his TFT in a long time. Yeah, uh, that's just the reality of it. And until he does, like when he was at his, when he was the best, when I thought he had one set, set six, where I thought he was the best player in an A. I don't actually think it was that close. He was also the hardest worker. Yeah, time. And, he, and he's been pretty vocal about like he's he even wanted to like quit compet competing at you. Yeah. He wanted to be like a four fun player, like maybe qualify for a cup. And then I think Vegas kind of brought him a little bit back over to like maybe I should try. I think he's having a little bit of a, a competitive identity crisis. Does he actually want to keep trying or does he want to kind of turn into like a 
you know, like like maybe like DQA, like try, see if you can do it, but like be more yeah. fun. It's it hard. It's exhausting. The grind you guys go on to play at the level that you do and maintaining that level for any length of time is fucking, yeah, it's really hard. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, we'll see. But he's going to join uh, the co-stream uh, this weekend. So at least we'll have some insightful things and yap a little bit. Hopefully we can Love yell it, it down. T-Lies, we, re- we replay any names quickly in day two that stand out to you for people who didn't make it through. I know Bruce Lowell was like sitting at 1500, like the day of snapshots or something. I think he was like pretty 1500? high up. 1500? Maybe like 1400 or something. Uh, okay. he, he was definitely good at qualify for sure. He just ran down the last day so I could slide and get a spot. So, uh, Okay, okay. Shout out to him. I need to tell this. Big <laughs> shout out to <laughs> There were two people who played themselves out of the top 32 towards the end. One of them was Bruce. The other was uh, Beery Beery, who Bryce gifted a PC. That was that person who had like the 20 FPS thing. Two people who were grinding for top 32 played themselves out of it. They actually, had they sat, would have made it. And Riri Play, who did sit, who was in my chat the entire time, made it because these people played. Okay, uh, to, be, to, be, to be fair though, they... they... I was kind of on a tear. I just stopped playing because, uh, that is you know, you like, like, I, I had LP in like one sitting. So. You, you were I, I, I gained like three, three, four hundred LP in one day. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I could have queued up a few more if I needed to. He, he, he was Maybe. locked in. He, he was, was locked yeah. in. He, he was locked yeah. in. He was so doing it up, if you will. Kind of doing it all in one sitting. Bruce played himself out of it by a lot, right? He was on a big downswing. Both of them queued. Beery Beery ended up stop queuing because she realized that she was 33rd. And we found news that at the at the very last minute that Kai Wang was not going to join the tournament. So that means 33 would get through. So Beery Beery's like, wait, I'm 33. I'm going to stop playing. Bruce needed a second or better with about 45 minutes left in order to in order to have a chance to make it through. He gets a second, but because his mass his, his lobby is mainly masses and GM, he is off by one LP. So a second wasn't good enough. It was like 345 to 344 or 1344, something like that. And so he needed to queue up again with the remaining like 35 minutes to top four and then forfeit, which he did do. But when he forfeited, he forfeited at 1201 and 50 seconds. Dude. Basically less than one minute past the deadline. And so had he was able to get it either one LP higher because he had better stats on his profile or one minute earlier, he would have made it to day three of Hearthsteel Cup. As a result, he gets day two. One LP, one minute. It was crazy. It was the craziest you know, you know snapshot I've ever seen. You know what I'm realizing is we should change the snapshot timing to end at nine instead of ending at midnight. Because that, what you just, like the story, and I've heard the story a couple times now, and every time you tell him, I'm like, fuck, I'm so sad that I was asleep and I missed this. But if we did this at a time when people weren't going to be asleep... It would be a really, like, I think people would watch the hell out of the, like, ending ladder snapshot. Like, your co-stream on that, I think, would be a really, really good stream. I'm sure it is a great stream. It's just gated by when it ends. So we should talk to write about it. We should talk to write about changing it. There's no, it doesn't matter. It's like a, it's like an exam dead, like, like, turn into paper. If you say it's three, everyone turns it into 250. If you say it's five, everyone turns it into 450. Nothing's changing kind of vibe. Uh I, so we should try. I, that might be real. I I think I would like it to not be like eleven fifty nine uh, or twelve oh one. I think this. Is, I, I think this, would you guys watch? Do you think you would watch if it was happening at like not so late? Oh, I mean, I I still watch it. old people. Then the old people would like to be able to watch this too. There's enough of us that we should target. You know, my demographic uh, matters too. No, I I agree because like like also like, as a player, like uh, if you're like sitting to queue up last second, 
Like you rather queue up last yeah. second during the day and not like 3 a.m. Yeah, like, yeah uh, exactly. With that being said, let's go ahead and bring up the people who did make the rankings, or rather people who were eligible to be voted on but didn't actually get there. The cutoff this time was 24 points, meaning you got at least 24 placements on ballots. So without further ado, let's show the people who are on the outside looking in. And so a little bit of higher production value this time. I color-coded the people who got nice. at least four votes or three to four votes, like multiple people on the ballot. There were 14 submissions. There was a good amount of people who got like multiple votes of confidence. And I think that's worth noting because uh, some people got like one person to vote them and they're in the orange. And some people got two people to vote for them in the yellow. So for example, Philip got two votes. <laughs> they were last in the rankings. So he got two points. But at least it shows you that two people thought of Philip as opposed to just like one person who thought about rain. That's just an interesting differentiation of different yeah. possible votes of confidence. It matters a lot because the top of the list everyone's putting on their ballot, but the end of the list you get you have to make a you have to make judgment calls about who you think are the people that are probably underrated on some level, like who are the people that are actually really good. It's just people aren't watching them. So the number of people that believe in someone for sure says something about where they're at. Yeah, yeah. So Kyvix missed by one point, which was really interesting. Which means that who knows, maybe one ballot flip would have uh, put Kyvix kind of there. But you know, just go ahead and just like do a shout out real quick on anybody else. So. Uh, re-replay who do you think here at, out of the people you see are some of the most deserving players to break into the top 15 who didn't get recognition oh, i'll shout out nick because I, I think this guy's actually really good this set i know because i play on my main all the time and he's sitting there on his like smurf with higher lp than me and, and putting putting me in the ground so uh, is he in the group <laughs> at all because you guys both voted for him i noticed kind of i don't know he was a big nick i think he, was, he hangs what out is, in what? your chats a lot i see okay. that so the, the, and I said this last time, I think uh, one thing I like about Nikhil specifically is that he thinks about the game deeper in terms of interactions than I think, because he's looking at more than just the surface level. He's saying, hey, if you do like this decision, it's a lot better because of like these two things and how they interact with each other. And so it just sees that he, it just shows that he's seeing the game a lot deeper than it actually is. It's like, oh, I have seven pentakill plus these items, you know, like like the, the thing that everyone knows. T-Lights, is there a name that jumps out to you that you're like, man, this person's like underrated? Can I give multiple answers? Sure. Or, yeah. or just one? Yeah. Okay, I mean, I think I think Tokyo, Degree, JD, and then and Nick are all like very, very, very good. I was listening off the whole list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's no order. So Tokyo, 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 Nick, Degree, and, and JD, I think are like are, are 18, 18, 20, and 21. Or actually, no, sorry, I, I messed this up by, by one placement. It's, it's 17, 18, 19, 20. You didn't rank Tokyo or Degree. Yeah, I know. I mean, I only had certain spots, and I was considering putting Tokyo 15, and then I also think Degree could probably make top 15 as well. But I I, I mean, I didn't put, like, I put thought into it, but I didn't put, like, the whole day's worth of thought into well, it. Would you, would, you, <laughs> would you take the bottom of your list off of them? Like, your 15th is Spencer, your oh, 15th is... Brock. I mean, I've never, I've never watched Spencer. I just gave him the benefit of the doubt because he's, like, very high, high LP on ladder, and... People like respect him good, and he's also done well in tournaments. So yeah, I enough. just gave him the benefit of the doubt to put him on the list. But uh, yeah, I've watched I've watched Tokyo, Nick, Degree, and JD, and I all think that I think they're very very good. Okay, okay. Bryce, where do you you know you can save one of the names that they said, but how about we go a little bit more interesting, like name someone else that hasn't been mentioned yet? I mean, the only person that hasn't been mentioned that I think. Um, 
is it, for me at least is is probably Appy's. I like I think Appy's hasn't played good TFT for a long time, but I think he actually has this set. And I think that the tough thing about Appy's is that there are spots that Appy's will get value out of that like basically no one in the ladder, no one in the tournament is going to get that value. But he also makes mistakes, and so I think he's someone actually that the like what he gets offered in tournament probably influences results more than certain players some players are just pretty good at a, like get, taking a lot of different lines uh, or like a lot of different like things the game throws at them and i think appies can get like pushed into overcooking at times so i i think that i i didn't get to watch him play today so i don't know where he's at quite frankly in terms of his relative strength but i think he's very capable of like doing very well on a patch like this and finding like a shitload of edge and two cost reroll for example like he's the type of guy who could who could really play some of those lines better than a lot of people and like know the conditions for them and like mix he also like mixes and matches boards well i don't know i could see him being good okay i'm going to call out i guess I, there's two people i can probably mention uh, the first is I I actually was one of the two people that put Beer Beer on my uh, power rankings list only because I think I want I, I think I want them to succeed a lot like I mean, it's more like the the hero story of like they get a PC from Bryce and then they go Super Saiyan and then they like top eight a, lo- a cup or something like that I think that just that'd be cool I, I'll be rooting really hard for it I, I like that also uh, rapid improvement a lot I think they're still new to competing in TFT and Beery Beery also has you know it's like two tournaments back to back. Climbing through ladder, you never know. Maybe, maybe that's the breakthrough that is needed. Uh, the other person, though, who has been dominant ladder for a long time, is Kai Wang. Actually, if you look at his stats, this guy is outrageously efficient on ladder. He actually has like stats that rival Setsuko and Disop in terms of the pure like the average placement, like relative to how many games they play and like their win rate. It's very impressive. It's one of the things where I was not sure if it's like. It was even like, uh, like at first when he, when he was climbing under the name Liquidar, I wasn't even sure if that was an NA player. I thought it was like a CN player who like had an ult account or something like that. I didn't know about this guy at all. Uh, but now watching for do about two and a half sets now, this guy is incredibly efficient on ladder, and there's got to be something there, right? We we always talk about these ladder demons and beasts. Uh, this guy is just the least publicized one out of all of them. If you look at it closely, his profile is very impressive across both of his accounts. No, I yeah, that's the person that I want. He has a sixty-eight percent top four rate, and he averages a three point four seven. That's pretty, pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, okay, I think I, I don't think Kai Wang's playing. I think Robin accidentally voted Kai Wang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably. I, sorry, oh, I, I oh, just oh, you're saying like I know that he can't make the rank. I just want to call him out. So sorry, you're right. He's not playing the tournament, but I think Kai Wang. Okay, so you're saying if he would, if he was playing, would you have voted for him? Oh, I probably would have put him on my list. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I wasn't sure you were doing the thing where like that guy's really good, but I wouldn't. Wait, do it. I, well, I, no, I, I messaged you and I, I replaced. Do you remember? I like was like, oh, Kaiwei's not playing, and yeah, then I replaced yeah, him. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this guy is 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 pretty nuts. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and look at the top fifteen. Shout out to uh, Weird, pretty underrated, Hasper, Dpay, Rainplosion, and Philip. Those are the members. Also, for people listening audio, JD. Jade, no, JD got a shout out from uh, from oh, right, right, right. name right. the list. Right, right. Here is <laughs> our top fifteen. At number one, across the board, almost was Setsuko. He did get a couple of people who didn't vote for him, but Setsuko at rank one, Weijin at number two, Disob at three, and then Malala at four. That's the gap, by the way. The gap is after Malala, not after Disob. Then we have Precedent in his own tier by 30 points plus minus, which is really interesting. I, you know, that's that's tier two, believe it or not. It's actually just solo Precedent. 
Tier 3 is Ripple, Spencer, Soju, and Robin and, Re and Re Replay. So you have a band of 6 to 10. And then 11 to 15, I just put them all together, which is Kiyun, Sox, Kurum, Rainplosion, and T-Lides. My first question is, when was the last time, does anybody, I will gift you a sub to whatever stream you want, if you can tell me, the last time Dish Soap was out of the top two of the power rankings. We've been doing this for a while. When was the last time that Dish Soap was out of the top two? Set seven. Set seven is close. I was going to say, I think it's set six, and I and I think it's, I'm trying to remember winning set six. Probably oh. he's probably he wasn't for regionals, right? Because I think regionals we would have rated. Actually, did we rate him second at regionals? He might have been. So I said set four. We didn't even do power rankings back then. Come on, guys. I feel uh, like it's the set answer six. is seven point five. Oh, okay, okay. Seven point five. So like set seven is like a really broad, but uh, yeah. just to be more specific, the last time dish soap was third or lower was seven point five. And by the way, Dish Soap was part like of that. the contribution of this. He ranked himself at fourth, which is lower than where he was in the PR. Other couple of things, the highest in law has ever been. His previous high was tenth. Now he jumps up to fourth. And I think that's just respect to the way he's been playing the tournaments in the past. He could also be completely in that bad form, who knows? But it's more of like respect for the performances that he's put out with MSI and KDA and TVO. And then the last time he ranked socks, oh, actually I revealed it, but it's been a while since we had socks, man. It's been like yeah. um, a lot, about like six months or so we've had uh, socks on the rankings. Set nine Sharima Cup at 12, which is funny because that's exactly where he is now. So love to see socks back on the uh, the power rankings. Okay, that's all my broad storylines, Bryce. socks. What do you think? Well, I mean, I would just want to say I'm rooting for socks. I would love to see socks do well. I think it's been, it's been a long time since socks played good tft at least by his standards okay. you know he's a, he was a really special player in the origin of the game and he has not been able to get to anything resembling his peak form for some time but if he's there people are voting for him which makes me excited i like want to watch him now because i mean some people think he might be at least approaching it and he could play some he could do some really cool shit this weekend if he's yeah. good because i think there's room for it all right so let's go ahead and start off with a couple of uh questions here uh re-replay you come in here at 10th you ranked yourself at number one. Your ranking was Re-Replay, then Malala, then Weijin, then Dish Soap, and then Setsuko. Setsuko at fifth. Setsuko at fifth. <laughs> yes, I think that's pretty fair. Nope. <laughs> oh, wait, why say, say, say more. Say more. What's the what's the criteria of this ballot, by the way? Just like in terms, like likeliest to win the tournament, strength of la strength of play currently form. Like this to win the lap, the turn. Interesting. interesting. Oh, I think um, you think that goes the fifth likeliest player to win the tournament. I mean, like I, he can be four. No, I like can he be? I don't know. You ranked him at five. You ranked him at five. Yeah, no, it's just it's just interesting. That's all. Oh, like isn't it? Isn't it like kind of hard to rank between like Malala, Weijin, like me, like uh, Tetsuko, and Disop or no? I think so, it might be hard for you. I, I'm looking I at other say, people's have, uh, rankings. Have, like, it was not that hard to for that. Me. I have two responses to that. One, I think sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. It depends a little bit on current form. I do think that like putting Malala up there, it might be a little bit early, and I'm not sure how invested he's actually going to be for this tournament. I think he's I think he's capable of being a beast, but I don't think he has a lot of incentive to do it. And also, I think it's really interesting that you put yourself up there. I think you might be the only person who does that you, you think you are in that conversation right now. First thing, I think Malala would be like first to be honest i think because i feel like he's been consistent in previous sets and he won the last two cups and he's also third in toc which i think is like 
probably like the strongest like tournament yep. there's been. Like like period. So I, I don't know. I think it's kinda hard to not put Malala first. I know like like he has like memes about gold openers. There's a suspicion about gold openers in his games. But like consistency over like three tournaments, I think is like enough to uh, to at least give him the respect. I think. I like that. I like that. And I think that, you know what? If anything, I think that might be that's very consistent with the way Re-Replay has wanted things to be ranked, right? When Re-Replay was performing very well and won the World Championship, I think he was like, hey, why am I not ranked like top two, top three consistently alongside these guys? And it feels like he's like, he was like sixth or seventh or eighth and he wanted to break in. So I, I like that at least you're consistent with that, that, that uh, I'm ranking system. I'm curious about your evaluation of yourself, though, because you're you're the one for oh, yourself first, but yeah, no one is it. Yeah, I think, no one I think if ranked you higher than than fifth was the next highest, and was JD or sixth, and it was JD. So, like, what do you think it is that people other people are missing about you? Like, how are they underestimating you so consistently? Oh, I mean, like, if I don't believe in myself, who will, right? I mean, and I, I'm pretty sure, like, 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 I think I need to perform in this tournament to make regionals. So, so I will, perform, you know, what I mean. Ah, okay, okay. So Re-Replay is doing the, the bragger's gambit, right? Like he's trying to say I'm all that great because I need to be that great. Otherwise, I'm not going to regionals. Wow, that's that's you're risking a lot, man. You're putting a lot on the line. I didn't realize it was that that uh, that high stakes for you. I thought you had uh, been in a really good spot for regionals. T-Lides. Oh, oh did you want to follow up on that, Bryce? No, I was going to say there's only one tournament. There's, there's only one. I mean, there's two tournaments, man. I will say one thing. Is that it's only two tournaments, man. It's high variance. Yeah. If you don't make it, a lot of good players don't make it. But you're making it, man. Don't worry. If you put yourself rank one, like you got to make it. I like that. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's around a 50 50. That's not bad. That's not bad That's at all in TFT. That, you're basically saying you think you have a 50% chance of like top, what do you have to do? Top 16 this event? Top 8 this event? And what was final, final, final lobby? You're final lobby. Final lobby, right? Because you give yourself a 50% chance of final lobby. That's, That's really good. good. And let me put Obviously. it this way. If I thought someone was a 50% chance of final lobbying, I would make that person very valuable in a fantasy draft. Like, I think that person's worth a lot of, a lot of... Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I, I, I'm pretty sure historically I'm, I have a 50% chance. So, okay. All right. All hopefully right. history repeats itself. Uh, yeah, the other way, right? <laughs> no, you're totally right. You're totally right. Uh, T-Live, you come in at 15th. This is fair for you. Do you feel... I mean, for one thing, you were very close with uh, Kyvix tied night and neck, neck and neck. You think 15 is accurate? Do you feel like you should be higher than this? Oh, I, I think this is fair. I think, uh, like, I, I, maybe my my ceiling, if I, like, tried really hard, could could be higher. Uh, but I, I just need to perform more consistently in tournaments, I think. Like, I don't think I've really shown, like, a consistent performance so far. So I feel like it's fair to put me here. It's funny that you guys say that because you come off of, real, like, pretty solid set nines. We've had one cup. <laughs> like we've had TiVo and then we had one cup. So you guys can't oh, really knock. Me. I mean, in the in the cups in set nine, I still didn't even perform yeah. that well. Like I I performed well in Mitsa and regionals. Like those, those are the, the most important cups. Which is that's what yeah. you'll remember. Right? But, yeah. 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 Okay. You're you're very humble. I like that. I like that. Uh another really interesting thing, out of all the top players, the only person that didn't rank precedent was precedent. I actually talked to him right before it, asking him if he felt like he was in good form. He's like, man, I didn't rank myself for a reason. That's really interesting. Bryce, what do you make of it? You're, you're pretty close to the group. 
I believe him that he doesn't think he's in form. I think that he's a really hard worker and he's got a lot of foundation on the set already. And I don't, I don't think that he'll be in bad form by the time the tournament happens. He's also been someone that's just, he's, he's someone that, um, there's a lot of players who watch their own VODs or like think about their own games. They're like, I played that perfect. I just got fucked. And he's like the opposite of that, where no matter what, he'll always blame himself for whatever the placement was, even if like bigger picture, the RNG probably like actually did fuck him and he wasn't going to do better. Um, so I think he's a little bit like glass half empty as it relates to his own play. So I think, I think it'll be really good. The, the, out of the, all the top eight people from Setsuko all the way down to Soju, everyone voted on them except for two people. President didn't vote for himself and Soju, I think forgot about Ripple. I think he just did it. Didn't remember Ripple yeah. Overdrive. Uh, Ripple comes in at six. Well, uh, we're talking about Glaze, Rice. You were all over Ripple uh, for how well he handled himself at the KDA Cup. I can't remember a single time that a player has made this type of leap uh, based on one tournament performance. I mean, this is a guy who historically there were people who kind of were in the know and would talk about this guy and how good he was. But a lot of the time he was really flying under the radar. I, I'm not I'm trying to remember if he's ever been. I'm sure he's been ranked before and I doubt it's ever been higher than like 14th or 15th. So this is a this is a crazy, crazy leap for him. But based on the limited data that I saw just that tournament, I was super impressed. Yep. Nico wants me to say his name. Nico, listen, man, I'll say a lot of people's names giving credit for, for player scouting, but you'll never be one of them because if you claim everybody, then you've claimed nobody. <laughs> so, like, if you tell me 15 people are beasts and then I, well, I only ever hear about three of them again, <laughs> then, like, I don't know. You don't get credit for that, actually. You're just throwing darts at <laughs> the board, my dude. Oh, a small thing. I think Sei Regionals, Ripple was ranked around six to eight. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Set 8, like, Ripple was... Was like he? making it, making yeah, his way up in, sure. the, in the power rankings. Yeah. I don't remember this. He, he, um, he was, but I do feel like I, people I, forgot for what it's worth. Because I, oh, I think it's worth he just didn't ranked. play a set. Yeah, he just didn't play a set. So like, once people realized he was like trying hard, I feel like he just came back. I missed set eight, and right? he was like, still really close to qualifying as well in set nine. He was like, because he he did play set nine, right? Uh, yeah, I I guess I missed yeah. that stuff. I missed the second half of set eight. I forgot about that because that's also when replay did really well. Yeah, right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Out of this tier of like Spencer Soju, I guess we'll put re replay out of this and Robin. It's, it's, it's really interesting because these people have been around for a really long time. Actually, let me ask about this. Spencer hasn't put up like a really amazing performance in set five, I think. I think he's probably had a couple tournaments where he's done like well, but he made it to the world championship in set five. Is there anything missing about his play or is he just kind of not have the right roles and the right, like the right games and set up here? Bryce, what do you think? I mean, hasn't he just not cared about TFT for a really long time and he's just starting to care about TFT again? It's been a long time since I remember Spencer like actually doing any level of preparation for any event. He was he was definitely in like for fun mode for the basically the entire period of time. Okay. But it's kind of similar to Pocky, actually. They have really similar timelines and arcs where they whenever they play at their highest level, I think they are one of the five to ten best players in North America. And it seems like Spencer's invested in getting back there. I, it's cool. I mean he's super fun. If you never watch Spencer, he's he plays on the razor's edge. He was kind of like milk two in some ways. Faster though, my God! Yeah, he's, 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 he's much faster and way like even more degen than Milk in some ways. He is. He was like sure. Milk, yeah, two point in terms of hyperdrive. He's he's DQA speed, but very different stylistically. I will say that uh, I'll say this about Spencer Soju said that if you even have a little bit of a belief in Soju or the, his group, is largely due to the effort that Spencer has put in. He feels like. Spencer has filled an important gap 
that milk left for this set. Milk, by the way, has messaged us and said he misses TFT. He said it. He's actually he said he, says he misses TFT. Believe it or not, in these behind the stage conversations, the one defending Mortdog and Riot is not me or Bryce. It's actually Milk. He's a, he's a, he's a changed man, you, you guys. I don't even know what man. to tell you. He's defending Riot. He's like, I miss TFT. He's a brand new person. Amazing what a break will do. But if you were to believe what Soju and Bill saying, Spencer is the reason that everyone is really competitive in that group because like he is anchoring them with a lot of knowledge and helping guiding them. So if you're like, oh, Soju carried by Milk, Soju carried by Spencer. Uh, there's that. Soju always carried, perpetually carried that guy. I mean, he's never going to take the credit for himself unless uh, he I'm actually kidding. thinks it, So I I'm kidding. When, okay. when, you know what's funny is that when so the only time Soju was in his true peak form when he when he made Worlds, he was the one carrying. That is true. That is also very true. Last major storyline here before we move on to agrees and then power rank or and then fantasy draft here to close it out. Uh, T lights, you're the person who gave stocks the most points. Bryce and Replay didn't even vote for him. I had to argue to put him on my list, and I purely looked at his profile and was impressed. Why is Sox so high for you and how he made this ranking? Oh, I don't remember where I put him, but I, I put him strictly on this based off of what I had seen from him on ladder, just in my games. Like, I, I feel like he, he just always played, like, niche lines and always top forward with it. Like, I, I swear he's the only guy that, like, top twos with Annie consistently. Like, I've never seen him bot four with Annie. So, like, I, I think he just he just knows how to play some lines well, and he's, like, very, very high LP right now, has good stats, and, and I just notice him in my games. So that's why I ranked it. Okay. Okay. Also, note, Rainplosion seems like she's trying to get back in form. She really wants to perform well, and the lab's got her back, so we'll see. Rain also said she's looking for more serious members than the lab because most of the lab already quits at 10 to go play Minecraft. So she's also looking for people who practice really hard if she makes it to regionals. So uh, uh, more on that later. Okay, with that, let's go ahead and move on to Agree. We got a couple of fun ones here. The first one is something that's actually been discussed a lot. We can make this kind of a quick one if we want. Crappy Inventions should be banned in tournaments. Uh, this is probably for upcoming Hearthsteel Cup. Let's start off with Re-Replay. Mm, I think this one's a weird one. I I don't think so. I think both ways you do it, it's kind of bad, right? Like, like either you can offer this augment average of the four, like you're probably going to top four it with it, right? But if you ban it, like you're down on augment choice, which just also feels bad, right? Yeah, I think you should let it go because, like, I think there's other augments that are also really broken that are like maybe not as broken but very close to. So, like, if if, if the augment just red, you get a component on two, two, and two, three, then is it even a bug? I think it's fine. Yes. It okay, interesting. T lights. I mean, I personally would just get rid of it. I think losing one augment is fine, and it the augment doesn't play as intended. I think it's a little too strong for stage two, which which could just you know catapult someone into an easy top four. So I, I don't really see any any um, reason to, to ban it or to not ban it. Hold on. Degree says in chat, Re-Replay knows he needs Scrappy this weekend to make regionals. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you just going to take that Re-Replay? Probably. I, I just want to say, like, Scrappy averages a four, but, you know, roll the dice averages also a four. Yeah. So it's like, do we have to have roll the dice also? Because, like, yeah. statistically, it's around the same power level. So and I, mean, I just don't point. really see it. He has a point. Listen, you guys, I don't even I don't even know why we're having a conversation about this. I will say, as like someone who was disconnected from a little bit and came back in, I mean, yeah, it's it's 
for sure too strong. There have been so many instances in TFT where there were augments that were more, significantly more broken than this. <laughs> it, part of it is about the chosen mechanic too, because there's such a disparity between the broken one cost chosens and the and the not broken ones that if you take this augment, but then you don't get one, offered one of the broken one costs or like a board that you could actually play around, you miss the tempo advantage that T Lides is talking about, and then the augments just like it's too good, but it's not that much too good. So I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy that we're talking about banning this. I think that it, the question is simply what's what's worse, like having it, what feels worse, like having it exist in the game where someone can get it or like being the person who goes minus one augment because of something outside your control. I think it's the latter on on this instance. You know, it is, so so Bryce is a disagree. I mean, I would agree because it's really close. Actually, it's 45, 55 split right now. Slightly in favor of disagree. But I think my personal take is probably disagree very slightly uh, for the reasons you guys mentioned. I will I will drop this fact, and that's uh, and then we'll move on from it. Apparently, it won twenty five percent of the games for an SCA tournament, uh, and mm. the twenty five percent of the games that were won were won because someone picked Scrappy Images on two one. Just food for thought. I I'm pretty sure that sample size is way yeah. too low to be like anywhere. I understand like, completely. I'm just dropping an uh, an observation, and then we can move on. If I thought it was going to be that, I would ban it for sure. <laughs> By the way, if I thought that was the level of impact we were talking about, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, moving up next, the lack of the mid set has made set ten feel stale and boring lately. People are talking about how set ten, all this you know, great production, stuff like that. But like maybe mid set was actually good to kind of keep things spicy. But do we feel like set 10 is uh, stale and boring? What do we think? Eli, as you start off here. Wait, I understand how the lack of, of like, so is it just because this, this set goes longer than the yes. transition period? Yeah. Okay. This is something I read directly from a thread. So I'm, I'm pulling a lot of these I see, people I see. rant or like post comments, stuff like that. My take would be no. I mean, I, I personally think it would be or it's more fun to look forward to a new set. So if I if I have something like set 11 coming sooner than having to wait through mid-sets, I, I would much rather have that. So I, I personally don't find it sale. But. Bryce, I already know the answer to this for you, but... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I never get bored. Okay, that's not true. I, I, well, yeah, actually, I never get bored because I, I either, like, hate the set and then I'm never, like, really enjoying it the same way. But if it's a set that I'm capable of enjoying, then I just keep enjoying it because I never play enough volume. So... I don't think we're there. I will say that the purpose of the change in in part was to extend the period of time where we're playing a set where it feels good to play, where like they've worked out the balance at a baseline level so that there's like a meaningful amount more skill expression involved, like the meta, the, the meta opens up a little bit, et cetera. Um, and I like playing the game when the game is better. So I'm like happy that there's more time where the game is better. Uh, I, I might just be weird, but I personally hate change. Like, I, I hate the start of new stats. I, I hate, like, big patches. So, I mean, oh, interesting. I don't know. Like, I, I just think I, I hate learning. Like, I hate, like, having to renew trades. I hate having to, like, not know what things do. You know what I mean? So, it's like, me personally, I, I mean, I, I'm happy. We can play this set for another year. It's all good. Oh, my God. I, man, you should have been, like, a chess player or something like that. <laughs> you yeah, exactly. You should. <laughs> Yeah, you pick I'm one a... of the worst games to try to be at the elite level uh, if, you're, if you're really against change. My gosh. Crazy. Okay, so chat 80-20 split here, but there's still a small portion of people that actually do believe that. They feel like it's, that would have been a much more refreshing thing than just playing uh, the same thing at this point. Okay, number three. This one is an image. We're just going to go with the, the headline, though. 
The drama and shit-talking in TFT tournaments has me more excited than the actual tournament itself. And then they go on to elaborate and say, hot opinion, but I don't remember one last cups. I haven't thought I was the best player, but man, the recent drama is so entertaining. Let's start off with Bryce. I mean, me personally, no, but I, I also recognize that I'm probably the outlier here and that it's probably objectively a good thing for the game. Like, I've been around esports long enough to, like, see the impact of drama on esports and, like, it for sure is a good thing, like, big picture for the game. So, I'm not more interested in the tournament, but I, but I do recognize it's probably a good net, net good. Okay, okay. All right, re-replay, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think I followed chess for a little bit because there was a lot of, like, like cheating drama. So, like, I think drama is really good for publicity. So Interesting. I, is that why you rank yourself number one at its core? You're just trying to stir it up. Just, I, mean, I feel like that shouldn't really be that hot of a take. But I mean, it's really like... <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, T-Lights. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think I think some drama is, is good for getting people to invest in the seed. Okay, I'm going to say that it does have me more excited, not more than the actual tournament itself, because I think I still really like the, the TFC action a bit. But I think there's one thing that is, in general, uh, missing in North America was emphasizing kind of a deeper ingrained storyline and narrative mm -hmm. that is actually... Because like the, the, th the problem with NA was that everyone was always like, well, this player is really good. And oh, but some of these people are like Disneyland, but I'm not going to say who, right? Everyone's just kind of like, you know, basically tip dipping their toes in, but not really committing. It feels nice for, for, for there to actually feel like there's a lot more than just like qualify qualifying for regionals on the line. There's actually like pride. Like Weijin like unfollowed a bunch of people. And like, I, I, raised, I see like they, the community first two nations, like he threw out some words, right? And so now there's actually some, some, some pride. So if Weijin like, clears everyone which she's one of the players favorite to do so him and malala and everyone if showtime sucks server shows up if showtime tops eight alongside everyone else it's gonna be quite a statement to be made over everybody else and i think that only eats things up it does make it more showtime showtime winning the tournament the statement the statement i will say i'm not a fan of people just being immature for the sake of just like being a jerk and being an asshole but i will say that it does spice things up and make things more interesting and I think that we all stand to benefit for just more engaged storylines in general. Chat is a 60-40 split, by the way. So it seems like not everyone's on board with, yay, more drama. Because I don't think uh, that's everyone's cup of tea, which I also totally respect. But I think drama is what ultimately gets people involved a lot. Okay, the last agree. <clears throat> this one's a big one. Saying TFT is competitive is a lie. And since we have different people showing up in each world's TFT competitive will never be branded and accumulate viewers. People watch competition to see the most charismatic slash talented slash disciplined or favorite individuals to battle it out. But since the game and format is way too RNG based, it's going to keep getting different people on the scene and it's never going to grow significantly like Valorant or LOL. Elias, what do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, is this a, is this a baby tweet? Yeah, this is baby. <laughs> this is word for word, coffee. By the way, the fact you don't immediately know that is a little troubling. Well, I, I just I know I I mean I I felt like I knew it, but I just didn't want to like come off saying like oh this is a baby baby tweet and that and that be wrong. So I just had to make sure. But I mean, I think obviously this is this is just egregious. 
<laughs> he said no. agree. He said egregious. Got no, no, no. T-Lion no, no. doesn't agree. <laughs> what do you think, re-replay? Okay, I, I, I feel like you guys have, like, really one-sided take on this, but the way you read it. But I think you feel like some parts of this actually have some merit. Which parts? Uh, so, I mean, like, don't hate me too much, but I think, like, in most games, like, uh, like having the same players show up to big tournaments, like, having the same people, like, like having, like, a consistent storyline, I guess, is, like, very, like, good for, like, like a viewer base. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. But in yeah. TFT Worlds, like, for example, like, there there is, like, a lot of different players every single going to Worlds. So I think it is, is very, like, that part is, is pretty fair. Where it's like there's not like a long term storyline, or it's a lot harder for a casual viewer to follow like a long term. Okay, that's fair. TFT. That's fair. My follow up question is, how many people do you feel like need to come back for that to be true? Because there are people that go back, and if you also look at like North America, right? We do ladder. It's like always twenty of the same thirty two people, always every single tournament making the day three. So how much do you actually feel like it needs to improve for you to feel like okay, that's actually fine? Oh, I don't think this is something that you can improve. I think it's like with the way TFT is inherently based that like there should be different people playing it. I think it's just like one of the setbacks. Ah, uh-huh, okay. So you're saying this is just a reality we have to accept, but he's not wrong about this. Yeah, like it, it's definitely gonna be like harder to have like a storyline with the same players going to worlds every single set. You know what I mean? Cause like um for example, like I don't know, we can take a different game. Chess, for example. Like there's the same like like 12 players playing every single tournament and there is gonna be a storyline between them every single but like that, that should be there, which is fine. Okay. But, yeah. No, I, I mean, okay, but comparing TFT to chess is a very different. They're actually op- yeah, two ends of the opposite in terms of extremes. <laughs> uh, okay, it's not it's not quite extreme, like, but it's like a few degrees separated from that. But Bryce, what's your take? I am gonna systematically rip this apart. I've I have uh, <laughs> avoided I have avoided the Bebe conversation because I really like him. I, I really really enjoyed my limited time with him in person, and I didn't I didn't feel like I feel like everyone was making the arguments, and so I didn't feel like I needed to wait in. I felt like the other side was thoroughly covered. But like if you're gonna put it in front of me on the show, then I'm I guess I, I guess I will say it. I I think that every single I think every single sentence of this is pretty stupid. I think that like as a as a like threshold matter saying that TFT is competitive is a lie is is bullshit. It's obviously really competitive if you look at the like long arc results of players and good players across every major region. You will see them consistently. I think that the storyline element of this that we replace playing up is like extremely overblown. I don't actually think there's any data whatsoever that backs up the notion that like you need to have the same folks to build consistent storylines. I think there's actually a lot of data on the other side where sometimes like a, a dynasty can be problematic. It depends on the dynasty. Sometimes dynasties are like loved to be hated and it causes more people to like watch things for a longer period of time, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just makes it feel, the competition feel stale, right? Yeah. It's like watching Max Verstappen win the, win the cup for the first time was like a different storyline the second time, but then eventually it's like, it actually is less and less exciting to watch it happen over and over again. Right, there. Like, think about okay. The most dominant golfer in the history of golf was was Tiger Woods. If you look at it from a percentage of tournaments won, like what percentage of tournaments that he enters does he win? And in his prime, he won thirty three percent of tournaments, which is a shitload in golf. That's so many. But he was actually taking tons of tournaments off because he would like take long breaks and then get locked in to play his best golf, whereas a lot of people would just like play most weekends. So most tournaments, you didn't even have Tiger there, and like. Yeah, Tiger is Tiger, and he influenced the the story. But like Tiger, the peak Tiger was when he had rivals, other people that were competing that you felt like were going to be competitive. So 
I think there's value to TFT if we pull on these storylines in in telling these broader arcs. I think poker is another great example of this, by the way. Like poker, it's so much variance and there's less control than there is in TFT. So they actually have to deal with turnover on tournament, tournament year over year basis more than any other sport. Poker storylines are awesome. Poker is continuing to thrive and grow. So I um, just, can I, yeah, go for it. Please. Can I, can I pipe in real quick? You said something about like, like having consistent players isn't good for like viewership or something like that, but like. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of examples, like for example, uh, like League last season Worlds. I think I had one of the best viewerships because of Faker. Another example is like uh, NBA during like the Warriors LeBron kind of like period. I'm pretty sure those were like the best viewership. Uh, this is this is playoffs. Anic- this is just anecdotal though. Like that's my point. Oh. Like you're you're good. There's good. There's going to be good on both sides. Like there are trade offs to how it works. Like how how the competitive season plays out on a year over year basis. Like there are times when the runs of a dominant play or team are interesting in the beginning and become less interesting over time. But like, yeah, if you're cherry picking like the most famous player in the history of the game coming back for a world final again, like, yeah, that's, of course, that's going to do a ton of viewership. Sorry, yeah, and, and for what it's worth, uh, uh, I would like a little bit more consistency, right? Like just to add a little bit more of a conclusion, because I feel like you two can just basically agree or disagree at this point. Is that? Oh, uh, wait, wait. Oh, I think that. Uh, first of all, I think this phrase is kind of bad. I'm just saying there's like a yeah, sentence of merit. I get where you're coming from on it. I, I, to- yeah. I totally do. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying there's okay. I'm, and for what's worth, I'm not saying we replay like defending like this entire statement or not. He's actually trying to like he's actually trying to entertain the spirit behind the conversation. Which, by the way, as much as mm-hmm. Bebe's terrible delivery of his, I agree with Bryce. I, I consider Bebe a friend. I've also confronted him in private about the way he communicates. And also, I've defended him multiple times before he actually started uh, lambasting Riot the way he has been. And I'm not saying that Ri Ripley is doing that. But I will say that I do like that Riot is bringing back the World Championship winner of Set 10. If there's anything to motivate you two, just to put to put a wrap and a ribbon on this, t Live's Ri Replay, if you win Set 10 Championship, you're going to come back guaranteed for Set 11 Championship. That is something that has changed for the system, and I think that's ultimately a good thing, and that's a step in the right direction, because I don't think... We're exactly there. I don't think the needle is perfect at where TFT is. Sort of not. This is not Bryce's point at all. But to sort of like argue slightly against him is that we don't. We could move the needle a little bit more to, towards consistency. And I don't think the game would be bad, worse for it. at least the competitive aspect of it wouldn't be worse. So hopefully, hopefully we can settle there because I think we can go for a long time. But boys, we got ourselves a fantasy draft to get underway for the last leg of the show. Shall we? We shall. All right, here we go. So let's go ahead and show what fantasy is. I have to actually grab the right browser, so give me a sec here. Bryce, why don't you go ahead and explain rules one more time for anybody who has never seen this before. I think it's uh, one of everyone's favorite things every time. I'm assuming we all know the rules at this point, but very simply, you get $100. We're going to take turns nominating a player. Nominating a player doesn't actually give you any benefit. It just means you're picking who goes up on the block. There's a little strategy around that, admittedly, but you can ignore that, and it's probably fine. We'll bid up until whoever has the highest number wins. So, you know, spend your money wisely. Save money for who you want. Spend money when you think someone's worth it. And uh, we're going to briefly show the results last time in case you missed it. But uh, Oh, yeah, we are. Bryce got first off of the back of a really dominant team. Almost everybody made it to day two. Or actually, I think you had everyone made it to day two, mm-hmm. or day four, rather. Uh, and you just kind of ran away with it. And then Weijin came in second, blah, third, and myself in last. But let's go ahead. It's a new draft, a new opportunity. I'm going to go ahead and roll. And... Bryce, you are first to nominate.
Bryce, you are first in nominates. Oh, in case. Wasion. Oh. For uh, 20. Okay. Wasion Iverson for 20. I will go, I mean, I'll, I'll go Wasion 24. Or bumping him up. 27. Ooh. 30. Oh, wow. This is way more aggressive than I'm used to. Uh, 31. 31 for Wasian. 32. 33 for Wasian. 34. Right. Oh, Bryce, did you chime in? Okay, so... 35. Oh my gosh, we have a three-way bid. Uh... 36. 36. Fuck it. I'll get in there. Oh, 37, 37, 37. Wow, we have a first time four way bid for a player this high. 37. 38. Oh. Okay. 38. The T lines. Wajin Iverson going once, going twice. 39. Oh. 39 on Bryce. Wow, this is the first time we've actually seen like uh, the, this kind of bidding playoffs. Really interesting. 39. Wait, T Lights. Looks like me and Riri played out. So do you want him for 40? Mm. All right. Even 40, I'm in. Oh, oh baby. Riri's back in it. Oh, yeah. right. I, I, can't, I can't win. This three way bid is crazy. That's my last offer. <laughs> 40 on Wage Niverson by re replay. Going once. Going twice. 41. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't want that one. <laughs> sure, buddy. Sure, buddy. T lines. Wage Niverson, 41. I'm out. About 41. Going thrice. Bryce, congratulations. You've gotten Wage Niverson for. $41. Man. I thought people would get him a little cheaper if I threw him out first. That's why I wasn't sure if I wanted to actually like mm. nominate for seven yeah. first. Based on the trend of how it is, I can see I can see how that would work out. But that, that was really interesting. Okay. Tilaiz, you're up next. Good Setsuko in there. Se oh my god, we're going for the big ticket items. Okay, Setsuko yeah. one. What are we starting at? Uh start with 25. 25. 25 six. I mean 30. I 31. 35. <laughs> 36. 37. Mm -hmm. 38. All right, even 40. Woo! 41. Is it the same thing you did last time? Is it the same thing you did last time? I got to read right where T. Lewis is going to stop. Nah, he, he would bet 44. I bet. Wait, where are we at? 41? All right, 42 it is. Wait, over it? you already at four? I thought oh, you, you bid, bid forty. No one bid upon me. <laughs> I thought you were forty-one. Wait, no, Tilu said forty-one. Did you? I don't remember. But sure, forty-one. All right, Tilu yeah, is forty-one. So, so wait, did you? I thought you bid. Wait, did you bid forty-two replay? Or? All right, now I'm bidding forty-two. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Uh, if he's if he's willing to go to forty-four, you should just bid forty-three. You might as well. Yeah, right? forty-three. Because now you have to bid forty-four to bid him up to forty-five. I mean, I'm I'm out. Uh, job's done. <laughs> All right. 43 for Setsuko. I'm out. Bryce. Bryce is out. 44. Ooh. Oh, oh my, my. Bryce is all Man, in. Bryce, Bryce doesn't even take the 40. risk. He doesn't even bet early. Uh, 45. 
Oh my god. Can we get to the fabled mismatched socks number? I think Sox went for 48 back when he was at regionals and the heavy favorite by uh, by Soju. Soju bid for 48. 45. Going once. Going twice. And Bryce lets it go. Setsugo goes to T-Lides for a cool 45. Wow. Would you have bid 47? Me? No. Yeah. You wouldn't have? Okay, good. <laughs> I was trying to say if I could squeeze you for another two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Re-replay, you're up next for bidding. Um, rest of it. 20. 20? Uh, 22. Oh, interesting. Nobody wants precedent for 22. 23. Hold up. <laughs> 24. I feel like Bryce is just waiting until the end. Uh, I mean, Bryce has, 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 doesn't have that much money. What are we at? 25, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah 25. <clears throat> 26. Twenty six for press event. Are we stupid low right now? Point seven. Mm. Like I'm Twenty eight. How can you be forgetting people? We're only like two people in. <laughs> Twenty eight. I think I have a full strategy. Twenty nine. Uh, 30. All right. I'm out. Okay. The precedent for 30, uh, T-Lides or uh, Bryce? Nope. Okay. All right. I'm okay with that. <clears throat> All right. So I'm up next. Should we just do it then? Just rip it? Yeah. I'm going to just put up Diff Soap for 38. Forty three. Mm. Forty four. Forty five. Woo. Re replay for uh T Lige, you want in on this? Forty five. I'm chilling. You got Mm, 45 going once. 45 going twice. I'll go 46. Man, this guy builds the drama. I'll go 46. 
47. <laughs> oh, man. 48. Oh, shit. <clears throat> 48 on dish soap. Tying yeah, the mismatched socks record. 49, fuck it. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Wow. Bryce has 10 bucks for three players. And he has Wajin and dish soap. Oh my god. Oh my god. You know what? Fine. 50. We'll go the first 50 oh, cost wow. we'll have in fantasy here at full value. 50 for dish soap. Rice. Disso for 50 going once. Disso 50, for 50 going twice. 51. Fuck it. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. T Lies re replay. Disso for 51 going once. Going twice. Sold to Bryce. Wow. Man, I, I now I wish I bid 46 on Setsuko, but uh, that's okay. Man. Okay, Man, just checking like no in, point. Bryce. This this is the most aggressive I think you've ever uh, bid like this. Uh, yeah, for sure. I've never I've never, I've never done the strike. This before. is crazy. But, I mean, Wajin Dissolve, I mean, that's a pretty hard to one-two punch. That's like two I was, of the I top always, three. I was always going to leave this draft with two of the, uh, with Dish Soap, two of Dish Soap, Setsuko, and Wajin always, no matter okay. what. All right, all right. I mean, I guess you could have literally outbid me. You would have the bid 60. Right, 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 right. But, uh, okay. Um, Bryce, what an interesting turn of the draft. I will bid Kerm X for $1. Actually, Kerm X for $6. Fuck it. Wow. Lesion, Dissoap, and Kerm. Kerm for $6. Yeah, you, 15 $15 for two, for two lights. I'm out. Re-replay. I'm out. I feel like you might have just done it. So I got some money out of you. My Kerm's really good. Yeah, that's not the key. $16 for Kerm. Uh, so. Oh, never mind. No impact. $16 for Kerm. T lights. Mm. The seventeen. Uh, seventeen dollars. Eighteen. $18 for Kurum. Going once. Going twice? 10. 19. 19. Mm. Maybe a 51. Um, okay, I'm going to slide. I'm out. Re replay, you're out? I'm out. Okay, 19 for Kurum X to T Lides. 
pretty solid value. At some point, I need five five people on my team. You do, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said earlier that they've seen you throw these types of econ leads before. <laughs> oh, don't worry. This one's unthrowable. Look, look at my lead. <laughs> Dude, everyone believes you're gonna you're gonna surprise it and re replay for a hundred, but you need five people on the team, man. I'm not letting it, I'm not letting you get yourself for free. I'll just say that. <laughs> All right, uh, Eli, you're up for next because I mean, Bryce put up Kerm. Uh, uh, let's get uh, Mr. Ripple Overdrive. Oh, interesting. For how much? For how much? Twenty. I bid six dollars. <laughs> 20, 20, 20, 22, 22. 22 for Ripple Overdrive. Re replay? I'm going to do 23. Okay. 24. Uh, like, is Ripple even trying this tournament? Like, not. 25. <laughs> like, uh, I'm only saying that so you don't bid higher, by the way. So you make it clear. Uh-huh. I believe you. 26. 27 final offer. 28. 20, I love 20, 20, says final offer. 28. <laughs> <laughs> what? Some point I need some players on my team. <laughs> you do. 29. See, oh. final offer. This fucking guy lied right to your face, Dan. How did it feel? I immediately called out his blog. Well, that was my final offer for 28. But now I have, I have a 30 final offer. You, you got 30? <laughs> no no integrity. You said, so, uh, Ripple over there for 30? I'm at 30? I'm at 29? I thought I was at 29. Oh, then I'll take him for 30. Sure. Oh, hell no. Uh... <laughs> How many players are still on the board? Rebel, you gotta type Godam in the chat because every single time you're bidding more and lose, you type Godam. No, I, I realized at some point I need, I need players on my team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's possible you got yourself, but we'll find out, I guess. Uh, what are we at? 31. 31 it is. I'm a Ripple believer. Say. Oh, man. 32. Thirty-three. Yeah, one more I knew. I don't know if I can drive the markets up anymore. Pretty, pretty high bargain. <laughs> the values of this draft have completely changed, by the way, compared to normal. This is, this is, it's, it's, we're, in, we're in actually uh, uncharted territories because the way uh, average value per player has gone so far. I think you have one more in you. What are we at? 37? Yeah. Sorry, forget. You bid 37? I bid 37. Uh, all right, I'm out. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> All right, Ripple or Jive to me for 37. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. 
It's already, yeah, it's too late. You can't. I feel bad because Ripple says I don't believe in them. So now I feel bad. <laughs> I promise this is the most Ripple's ever gone for in a fantasy draft. Yes, this is the most he's ever gone for. I admit, wait, would you have what, 39? Yeah. Oh, how long do I still want one more? This value replay. Wow. Novel was not done. Wow, it's not done. Did not get him. Okay. All right, that was my fault. Replay, you're up for offering next. I'll put up Hewn. Oh, at at Ted. Oh, oh sorry, at one. <laughs> uh, I realize you guys are four. I don't want to just throw out my like It's Kyun. Two two dollars. Yeah. Six dollars. Seven dollars. Damn it. <laughs> um, I I can do a full eight. Three. I'll two, do nine. Ten. Any players on my team? Uh, eleven. Eleven for Guillen. <clears throat> wow. Keen for 11, going once. Going twice. Wait, I... Oh, 12. 12 for US? Did I not say 12 myself? Two. I, I heard T-Lides. 12 to T-Lides. Okay, I, I might be tripping, but I feel like T-Lides just bet my 12 with a 12. Oh, I, I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. I, I'll say 13. My fault. Thirteen for okay. Uh, I'm out. He lights. Wait, Gary Marquis says replay re said it, but it cut out. Well, I'm all right. Well, uh, I'm out. <laughs> okay, he is replay re replaced for thirteen dollars. Nice job. Yep. Okay, I'm up next I'm for offering. Sure good, really good value for Kian's current form. I think he's worth a lot. I mean, you guys are oh, poor. It, it is, uh... I I would agree with you up until two days ago. Oh, okay. I would agree with you up until two days ago. But we'll see. Kian is really good at the set, by the way. It is really good. But I, I, I And I and I, I, I was actually is the it, first on the Kian hype train. Just put it in. Isn't he, like, already guaranteed regionals? So, like, he doesn't even need to try that hard this cup? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm up next. I'm gonna go with. Oh, we you guys we fucked up. I just realized we fucked up. We we literally there's there's not enough money left to bid replay up on himself. I'll it go re replay for thirty one. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. Can max bet thirty four. So he gets him back, he gets him some of the discount. I'm just gonna re replay 31. We got got, guys. <laughs> this guy rated right. himself high. <laughs> this guy rated himself higher than you. What? See, he rated himself the wrong He's not gonna bid on himself. That's a Steve Price to play. This guy rated himself higher than Dish Up. Dish Up went for 51. Right. The values most... of this draft are completely different, man. <laughs> Wait, so, so the most Kilos can bet is 30. 
yeah, or squeezing on a bet bet right now to drive it right, You have to go uh, with 34. I'll bet 34. It's a 34, leak right, right now. The fact that that, that Tlaz didn't bet 34 immediately was a huge leak. He just lets you get a plus one for no reason. Oh, oh, oh that that means that means he doesn't believe in me, right? 34 though. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet 34. You're yours. All right, it is yours. 34 re replay. <laughs> What a, this is such an interesting draft, right? This is I'm really I'm I'm down to debrief. If that, that's why. Yeah, yeah, we can do it. I'm down to. Debrief. Okay, Bryce, you're up next. Uh, who will you guys not let me get? We just did replay. Uh, who's the highest ranked player left? Is it Robin? I'll do Robin for six bucks. Tweet. Uh, Robin for seven dollars. Okay, I'm out. Eight. What else I can do? Oh, Malala. <laughs> Malala stuff. I should probably should have put Malala up. Whatever. Uh, eight. Most I can do. He says. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He said with the most amount of money. <clears throat> Nine. Nine dollars for Robin. Ten. Nine dollars for Robin going once. Ten, ten, oh, ten, ten. Ten, 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 ten. Did we replay it? Most I can do. Eleven? Fourteen. Fifteen. Alright, now I gotta find where I feel like probably gonna go for a while. Fuck it. Seventeen. Whoa, I like it. The skip bent. <laughs> uh seventeen. T do you want it on this at all? Me, that's non binding. Oh, yeah, you don't have to. I'm just I'm just asking. <laughs> seventeen. Oh, you have more than you. Nah, I'm passing for 17. Okay. Oh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> going once, going twice. Robin for 17 for re-replay. Man, you Holy. you doubled for more than uh, what you said you could do. You said eight was the most I could do. You went 17. That right. the most I can do. <clears throat> Who put up Robin? Bryce did. T lies. You're up next. Let's do. Malala. Malala for every five. He gets a bit first. This is actually really impactful. Yeah, he, he, it, it doesn't matter. He, he, he doesn't matter. Oh, never mind. No, it doesn't matter. He has money. It matter. Okay. It's, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. Replay so. takes Milad for 35. Oh, wow. <laughs> and just like that, re-replay went from the least drafted team to all of a sudden he's uh, down what? to his last dollar. Do you, uh, he has one dollar left. One dollar. Oh, okay. For what it's worth, I thought that was a possibility that could have happened where he, he was just going to all in on Malala. Yeah, I, I couldn't bet any more than seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I feel like you would, yeah, exactly. So you you would have let slides though. Okay, he, let, um, he left himself enough money. Like that was, 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so re-replay, you're, you're up. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just saying, though, if, if you saw Malala's scrims today, uh, you would not bet 35. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Sorry. If, you saw, if you saw your scrims today, you would not be betting 34. <laughs> <laughs> that's, another, that's another fair point. That's, a, that's another fair point. <laughs> And now I think my team is not looking so good today. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully in two days, we're, we're looking good, though. Uh, okay, so this is just whoever I want the most. I have everyone's left, right? I mean, assuming that you want them, you could theoretically be baiting us. There's a little bit of game theory to it. Yeah. Oh. I will take... Or, I mean, I'll, I'll bid one for... Drum roll. Soju. Six. One dollar for soju. <laughs> I bid six. Oh, I want to say I'm out. <laughs> seven. No. Uh, eight, which is very thematic. Don't make me. Dude, I kind of like T Lide's team. Ten. Ten for soju. Hmm. Oh man. Let me check my Discord server message. <laughs> like 30 seconds. This guy's insider <sighs> trading. Oh, he hasn't said anything. That's because he's so locked in. He can't even he can't even be distracted to go type. Ten? Okay, you can have it for ten. I'm out. <clears throat> Damn. I, I really like T Light's okay. team. I really like T Light's team. He's playing Ted. Power World right now, man. I'm just letting you know. That's fine. <laughs> hey, that means he's that means he's already just so confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just checked real quick to see what he was doing. That much. If he was playing TFT, but this, this dude. Okay, let me see. Am I up next? I am up next. I'll pull up Spencer for eight dollars. I bid six dollars. But just it's you literally it's just, just it's me and T Lights. But it's better not T Lights want Spencer. For for what? Eight dollars. I'm out. Okay. Spencer for wow. eight. Okay. Someone earlier said that I could get Spencer, like, and I was like, I'm never getting Spencer this draft. They're like, you're and I was like, there's no fucking way. All right, Bryce, you're up next. Uh, for six bucks. Um, I think I bid one dollar on. Appies. Ooh. That's a that's a good one. That's a spicy one too. One dollar on Appies. It's not about a monetary thing, it's about whether or not we want uh slots. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like it could be the same thing for like twenty bucks, it would be the same. Mm. I you know, I like I actually do agree a lot with your analysis of Appies as set, but I'm out. He lights. I'm out. Okay. Nice. Wow. That's actually a, a great move, Bryce. Assuming that uh, Appies is 
as high as, as good as we're as we're rating him. Being able to get Appies for a dollar is a big part of my strategy. Nice. Okay. T lides. You're up next. How much money do I have left? Well, I have a lot of 26. money. Uh, mm. Alright. I'm going with JD for a dollar. I also bid JD for a dollar. You you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried. Is down for me or Bryce? JD Zelinski. Okay, so uh JD Zelinski's been drafted exactly once in fantasy. And he went like almost dead last. <laughs> I, I drafted him. I drafted him specifically. JD's also been crushing it on ladder. He got like he was like fourth at one point. So we'll see. Bryce, do you want JD for a do- for two dollars? Good. So JD for a dollar, and then what? Tlides gets himself for twenty five. Is that what's going on right now? I assume so. I, I'm I mean, assuming he wants himself. <laughs> maybe he's just not gonna draft with us. We've had I, I don't know. I can't tell if he wants himself. That's the whole point. It of was this. one person in the history of the show who just had no interest in taking themselves. I think. No, uh, oh, I would just say historically, drafting yourself is a bad call. Uh, I'm down. Uh, no, actually, it's actually worked out Did, decently uh, well. Yeah, two, I wonder how. I wonder how it is. Like, dangerous. actually, two people historically have drafted themselves and then won the tournament. One, yeah. I, I, this this replay guy is really big on an- anecdotal yeah. evidence, and, and we and we've, we've done this draft like twelve times or something like that. So it's like that's actually a pretty good hit rate, relatively speaking. It might be three after this. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because Tli is going to draft himself. I like that. Uh, I'm going to just like one dollar for JD to Tli's. Also, I like the narrative that Tlaj draft, drafted his boy JD. I think it's a good, that's a cool thing. Agreed. Okay. Re replay. Who do you want for a dollar? I'll take Tlaj for a dollar. <laughs> uh. Nah, you're not giving me for a dollar, two dollars. <laughs> I've been six dollars. Oh, but you actually should bid twenty-five to like. Well, wait, why? No, if you, you if you want yourself, oh, it doesn't matter. You bid, bid seven because the no, the money left over is like a, I beat you guys and I had money yeah, left yeah, over. It's just like a style. So you points. keep you keep your money, you keep your style points for sure. Yeah, no, I was just worried with Frodo having twenty-five. You can do something. Um, oh, I had seven. For myself, it's he basically always... it's basically yeah. the same at that point. So I think we should let him have himself. That's just something we honor on the podcast. Uh, well, no, no, no. Of... You, I mean, you could bid up twenty four. He's gonna bid twenty five on himself, Dan. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, I kind of, I mean, just, just, just let right. him do that. I think it's fun. Let him have the money. I yeah, let him yeah. have the money over. Okay, Delight, you can have yourself for seven dollars. You're giving this guy unnecessary trash talking rights over us, Dan. I don't like this, but okay. I think it's fun. I think it's fine. We don't have the mid max everything. Okay, so. I have my pick right now, right? I get to pick whoever I want. I pick... You get two picks, Dan. I get two picks, but technically you could squeeze one over me. Uh, the no, first I one... Can't. What's up? I can't. Just go. You're good. Okay, the first person I'm going to go with is Toronto, Tokyo. Okay. For $7. And then, Bryce, you okay. go. Because you have to... Oh. Because no, I, I theoretically might not want that person. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Um... Uh, I bid on Philip for a dollar. Um, 
cast. And then I guess I, I get whoever I want. You get whoever you want. Um... Oh, it, yeah. Wait, is it Replay's nomination? Oh, yes, yeah, Replay. Sorry, I forgot he had a daughter. <laughs> Replay. Who do you want? He's 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 chat. Crowd. Oh, sorry. I'm 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 trying. Oh shit, Pitsy's on the board too. Oh hell no. <laughs> Have you guys thought about adding another player to this? We've talked about it. We've talked like, about it, but it's I think never, we like it's never it in the Towards past. the end, I was like, oh, wait, I, I can't even like pick, pick these people anymore because I was like, will, saving money. <laughs> what I will say is I think that that's part of what makes it good. And eventually there'll be so many good players that it'll make sense to add. But right now, the end of the draft feels really good. There's like a lot of opportunity to kind of grab a value pick and there's pressure on your budget. Socks is not going to get drafted. Well, that's... we'll find out. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bid one for. Cam. Cam Lee. Oh, interesting. Surely Cam won't let me down. Uh, I'm out. I'm out as well. Okay. I don't, and I mean, that's interesting. Maybe he practices it with him, so he knows mm -hmm. it the best. So yeah, I think sense. it's interesting. Really Dan, interesting teams, actually. It's your nom, Dan. Okay, so there's actually like a pretty good value on the board across right now, which is really interesting. Um, oh, there's two. There's actually three players standing out to me right now. Why don't you just talk about them out loud? You okay, that's true. Actually, does well no, because then you might draft uh, one of them if I, if I lead you. I mean, yeah, you, I guess theoretically you could influence me, but <laughs> okay, you're not gonna. I think this I player has performed very well and uh, is overdue for a draft because he's never been drafted yet. I'm gonna go with degree for uh, for six dollars. He's been performing very well in tournaments. I'm going to go for degrees. I, I don't think he's ever been drafted before. At least not in terms of like uh, with so many people on the board. I think maybe he's been drafted in a field of like like 24 players and we had to like draft or something like that. But um Okay, so Bryce, you have uh you have last pick whoever you want. Okay, I'm deciding between Casper and Socks, I think. I haven't really gotten to watch either of them play. Perhaps Noster doing actually. Wait a second. That's kind of opportunity. It, man, it'd be so tragic if this is the first time Sox is playing in like six months and then we just like no don't sir. even draft him. No, sir, in chat still. No, sir, are you good right now? <laughs> Bryce, what's the number one you make mistake you make when you do these drafts? You no, add, we take you, players you, what they say at face value. Uh, there's certain players that do are better or more reliable than others. I don't know. Ethan. Coin flip caught. Mm. Caught on middle of the road. I'll take socks for a dollar. For a dollar. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, those are not the people I'm looking at. I was looking at like uh, Depay. I was looking at uh, Predarges yeah. and Kyvix. I think those are players yeah. that people are not. Uh, See, this is why I was saying you might as well talk out loud about. It yeah, yeah. Really fair enough. I didn't, I didn't realize that, that you, they weren't even on your radar. So. At the end of this, it's usually you have personal biases about stuff. That is true. That is true. At this point, you just like who you've been kind of keeping an eye on. So. I'm sad that you valued Toronto because you didn't rank him, and so I thought that maybe you were going to miss Toronto and I was going to get Toronto as one of my last picks, which I would have been... No, 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 no. That was a mistake I made last draft. 
Also, I think I did not expect... I did not expect the draft to kind of get as, like, kind of un unwieldy points-wise as it did in the very beginning. So, like, my value system got thrown out the window, so I feel like I had to... I, I I think it was really interesting, like how this all played my, out. My plan coming is that I thought there were I thought there were three people who had like decisive edge, yes. and I don't put I the only reason I don't put Malal in that category is because I don't think he's invested in in being at that level right now. But if I thought he was invested, then I think it would be four people who I put in that tier. And I think there's so much value at the one dollar level right now that like I was like, okay, if I think there's three people who actually have this much edge, I'm just going to make sure I get two out of the three of them. And then I, I I actually liked Soap slightly more than Setsuko, but I think that's a pretty close call. And if I could have chosen to get Setsuko for six bucks for forty six instead of just for fifty one, I would have. Man, it started off real hot though. That was crazy. I, I did not expect this to go over fifty. This draft, I thought he was going to land somewhere in the mid forties. Like um, honestly, kind of how they usually do, like Setsuko, Weijin, like uh, Setsuko around forty five, forty four. I would have I would have max bet him for what it's worth. Like 50... 57? Yeah, 50... Right? Yeah, okay. Whatever it was. I mean, it was, but I didn't want... I guess, like, I, I didn't know if you were going Six. to do that. Yeah. And also, because if you called me out on that, I think I, I wanted to bet more on the midfield as you kind of see where my value mm -hmm. is. Yeah, and th and this is exactly... This is what we were talking about with T-Lads, like, strategy. I was like, I think there's a lot of... Based mm -hmm. on... Basically, it's where you think people were undervalued. That's where you like target your yes. budget and then and then it, you, the rest of your strategy almost fills in around that i'm pretty sure everyone has somebody on their team that is like undervalued significantly because of the way this planned out but yeah uh, of like, course that always happens though like you, yeah, yeah but i'm saying like on, yeah like usually usually that's not it, it, sorry it planned out pretty early i would say most people got undervalued g lads if you if instead of picking your boy with your second last pick you would take in like tokyo there I, I think you would have the best. I think your team would be like really, really fucking good. What do you got against JD? I have nothing against JD. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> just that, you know, the only thing about JD higher in that spot. The only thing about JD is unproven. He's, he's great on ladder. Yeah. I, and I, I haven't like watched him play. I'm not like trying to flame the guy. I'm just saying I think that like right now, based on the data that I have, I think that I would value Tokyo higher than the draft. We, we, have, a, we have a data point of exactly one. Oh, sorry. I, I minimize the window. We have a data point of exactly one where we drafted JD and he went almost went like dead last in the tournament. That's all we have as a data point. Uh, all I'm saying is I'm pretty sure JD taught me AD flex. So he was one of the first really people good. playing Zed. That was so what, you're sure. saying, so what you're saying is maybe the mistake is that you drafted yourself. Maybe I'm right about to Tokyo, but wrong about <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Re replay. What do you think about your team? Final comments on the draft. Oh, I think my team might be a little stacked. I might have just played you guys. Yeah, key. yeah. Okay, what was your opinion the best move in the draft you did? Okay, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like most of the people on my team, I got Adam Stanley. I was just trying <laughs> to drive up the prices. Except but then I got yourself. them so cheap. Except for yourself. I got them so cheap, it was just it was, it was unfair. Okay. So you're happy with your team? Yeah, besides this camp pick, I'm not really sure about that one. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Guy picks his friend and then All flames right. his friend. <laughs> wow. I got persuaded by <sighs> All right. I mean, it's okay. One dollar. I mean, the one dollar best is often what makes or breaks your fantasy. That's what makes For sure. the craziest thing about, about all of it. It's like you can make all these like crazy like value propositions of like thirties and twenties and forties, and then it's like the one dollars that really like breaks your draft. Best draft went to T Lides. I consistently score the lowest in this draft, but that's that they were doing that. Why not? I was winning as well. So 
I mean, Chad thought. Wait, what'd you go last time, Frodo? I forget. Mind, so I went last fourth last time, but that was the first time I did that in like he, two sets. So I was overdue. Okay, he didn't forget. He d he definitely didn't forget. Also, also, I if I didn't tiebreaker out like I usually do, I have terrible fantasy draft. If anything, people should be scared when I draft them because I consistently lose tiebreakers in fantasy, which means that if you're drafting my team, you might lose. You might have bad tiebreakers going into the weekend. For sure. Chad voted for replay team over mine, so you know Chad has no idea what the shot is. <laughs> it's re-replay on 16 accounts voting for himself. That that makes sense, actually. I mean, if you want to see, who here is re-replay old in chat? You guys can answer that while we do some final thoughts and uh, comments here. All right. Thanks for another great episode. This one really long, but, I mean, we had a great time today. Thanks for everyone who hung out. Wow, even more than 16. That's crazy. Re-replay. Final words. Thanks for having me on. It's always kind of fun. Uh, I think I... I've been on the show a few times, but I've never done the fantasy draft. I think the draft is like super fun. So it's I'm glad so you guys do fun. it. Yeah. I could, I, I could feel like you were just like trying to bid up everybody. You were like, <laughs> he was. Yeah. He's actually going for it. In fact, most people check out when they're not bidding, like it's not a player they want. You were the opposite. You were like staring and you're like, that fucker bids another dollar. I'm bidding up for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I would go as far as to say that yeah. Replay was the most fun rookie drafter that we played with. So far. Will you be the hey, person rookie. who will say who on your team you didn't want? Who, who like I, it didn't seem like you wanted Robin. Oh, like 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 I, I wanted them all, but like I okay, how do I explain? Like like you want them at the price, yeah, yeah. But like you didn't go into it wanting them. Yeah, exactly. You're happy to pay yeah. for that price, but you weren't anticipating drafting them on. Yeah, exactly. That's how that's that's the cool thing about this specific style. Uh, thank you so much, Re Replay. Good luck. That first pick uh, for yourself for the the battle is going to be it's going to be really interesting. To watch T lights. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully, we can. Hopefully, I can do good. So awesome. That's right. T lights will be competing. Actually, I forgot to. See, I keep doing this. Actually, I keep closing my after fantasy because we go over time. But just to show you guys, the main broadcast is going to be admirable. Boobasaurus, Crowen, Lemon Keely, and Necra. Necra was filling in. Someone couldn't make it but she'll be casting as well and be tagging alongside Crowen. And if you guys also want to watch, me and Bryce will be hosting our own co-stream with Ramblin' and Goobums. That's going to be our official uh, people that are headlining, so to speak, alongside I'm a with us. Hog. <laughs> well, Bryce is going to join us. I think he has like a football game or something to watch over the weekend or something The like Super Bowl is yeah, on yeah, Sunday so in the middle like of this fucking turn. And so, uh, okay, I mean... Sure. Uh, I think everybody. I think I'm going to skip the second half of the Super Bowl to watch the end of the tournament. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, nothing important is happening. That's what I have to go with my family for a little bit, but I don't have to say the whole thing. She has to go to bed anyway, right? Yeah. All right. So that'll be happening with uh, me, Bryce, Ramblin, and Goobums this weekend. And then also, we'll, we'll announce who's going to be doing the world team this weekend as well. Bryce, last final words. I've been looking forward to this all weekend. I'm sad I didn't get to do, or all week, I'm sad I didn't get to do the show the first time you guys were on, but I'm glad I got to do this one. It was a lot of fun. So. That's right. Thanks for letting me yap. If you guys missed any part of this podcast, check out our stuff at youtube.com slash at DTIYDK. We're starting to build up a decent amount of subscribers. If we can get to 1,000 subs, that is the goal for DTIYDK, the YouTube. We can start monetizing. And by monetizing, we can pay our editor, Yenwei, who uh, does good work, but he's not free. And I want to pay people for their time. And so if we, if we can at least get... <laughs> DTI to net neutral in terms of cost. That's a great goal for 2024, just to stop burning money in me and Bryce's pocket. Because if we get extra funds, we get to do things like cool t-shirts, sponsor players, send them to tournaments, things like that. That's, that's what we're going to do. It's, we're not profiting anything of ourselves. So please go sub to our YouTube, support Yenway, 
hashtag FeedYenWay. Uh, and that's my last words. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you guys next time for more CFT action. Peace.